Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antinomocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's not the best one. It's not the great one. You're speaking with the juiciest one. And finally, new rule, don't spin me when it comes to my health. Over the past year, the COVID pandemic has prompted the medical establishment, the media, and the government to take a scared straight approach to getting the public to comply with their recommendations. Well, I'm from a different school. Give it to me straight, doc. Because <laughs> in the long run, that always works better than you can't handle the truth. Um, Now, I get it. Doctors tell people lies because they don't trust you to finish the antibiotics after your dick starts feeling better. <laughs> And media? Well, I think we all know if it bleeds, it leads. The more, they can, the more they can get you to stay inside and watch their panic porn, the higher the ratings. Researchers at Dartmouth built a database recently monitoring the COVID coverage of the major news outlets across the world and found that while other countries mix the good news in with the bad, the U.S. national media reported almost 90% bad news. <clears throat> Even as things were getting better, the reporting remained negative. And politicians, they lie because it's their nature to cover their ass so they don't get blamed if things goes badly. And also to keep in practice. <laughs> But when all of our sources for medical information have an agenda to spin us, yeah, you wind up with a badly misinformed population, including on the left. Liberals often mock the Republican misinformation bubble, which, of course, is very real. Ask anyone who works at Hillary's pizza parlor. <laughs> And we do know conservatives have some loopy ideas about covid like the third of Republicans who believe it couldn't be spread by someone showing no symptoms. But what about liberals? You know, the high information by the science people? In a recent Gallup survey, Democrats did much worse than Republicans in getting the right answer to the fundamental question, what are the chances that someone who gets COVID will need to be hospitalized? The answer is between one and five percent. 
41 percent of Democrats thought it was over 50 percent. Another 28 percent put the chances at 20 to 49. So almost 70 percent of Democrats are wildly off on this key question and also have a greatly exaggerated view of the danger of COVID-2 and the mortality rate among children. All of which explains why today the states with the highest share of schools that are still closed are all blue states. So if the right-wing media bubble has to own things like climate change denial, shouldn't liberal media have to answer for, how did your audience wind up believing such a bunch of crap about COVID? (laughs) A, A new report in The Atlantic says the media won't stop putting pictures of the beach on stories about COVID, even though it's looking increasingly like the beach is the best place to avoid it. Sunlight is the best disinfected, and vitamin D is the key to a robust immune system. Texas lifted its COVID restrictions recently, and their infection rates went down, in part because of people getting outside to let the sun and wind do their thing. But... But to many liberals, that can't be right, because Texas and beach-loving Florida have Republican governors. But life is complicated. I've read that the governor of Florida reads. (laughs) I, I know we like to think of Florida as only middle school teachers on bath salts having sex with their students in front of an alligator. But apparently the governor is also a voracious consumer of the scientific literature. And maybe that's why he protected his most vulnerable population, the elderly, way better than did the governor of New York. (laughs) Those are just facts. I know it's irresponsible of me to say them. Look... Here's what I'm saying. I don't want politics mixed in with my medical decisions. And now that everything is politics, that's all we do. If their side says COVID is nothing, our side has to say it's everything. Trump said it would go away like a miracle. And we said it was World War Z. Trump said we should ingest household disinfectants, and we laughed, as we should, of course. And then it turned out 19% of America was literally drenching the fruit in Clorox. And now, of course, we find out that all that paranoia about surfaces was bullshit anyway, even though we spent hours and hours wiping our knobs with Lysol. And if you've ever wiped your knob with Lysol... I think, you know, now go home and wash the mail. If you lie to people, even for a very good cause, you lose their trust. I think a lot of people, thank you. I think a lot of people died because of Trump's incompetence. And I think a lot of people died because talking about obesity had become a third rail in America. I... I know you've heard me pound this fried drumstick before. (laughs) 
But since I last mentioned it, a stunning statistic was reported. 78% of those hospitalized, ventilated, or dead from COVID have been overweight. It is the key piece of the puzzle, by far the most pertinent factor, but you dare not speak its name. Imagine how many lives could have been saved if there had been some national campaign a la Michelle Obama's Let's Move program with the urgency of the pandemic behind it. If the... If the media and the doctors had made a point to keep saying, but there's something you can do, but we'll never know because they never did. Because the last thing you want to do is say something insensitive. We would literally rather die. Instead, instead we were told to lock down. Unfortunately, the killer was already in the house and her name is Little Debbie. Orgullosamente Latino hasta la muerte y después Worldwide Latino Pride The Ambassadors of Violence LAX, K-Dog, The Notorious 187 Homicide Bang, 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 bang Welcome to Keeping It 100 with Conan. Millions and millions of downloads and pound after pound of Iranian tobacco later. We are now chopping it up here on Spreaker. I am the MC for the week, JP John Paz, the two man power trip of wrestling. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at two man power trip. Check out my website, tmptempire.com, and check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash tmptempire. Got a ton of stuff on there, including Dutch Mantel, Just Incredible, Kevin Sullivan, Dr. Tom Pritchard, John Paz versus the AEW Review Show. You can also find me on Vince Russo's The Brand. This week, MLW owner and head booker Court Bauer returns to the show to talk about MLW's deal with Vice TV, working with the WWE and Paul Heyman, who and what influenced his booking, the top MLW stars, and more. Plus, NWA's Chris Adonis, formerly known as WWE's Chris Masters, joins the show to discuss NWA's return, where to find it, the standout talent, and one wild international trip with Conan. Plus, some debate about Ben Askren versus Jake Paul, the listener mailbag, Kevin Kleinrock, Mass Republic Minute on the next big AAA events, WWE Nick Khan's opinions on the Mexican wrestling scene, and a whole lot more. And now, without further delay, let's hand it off to the master of the verbal gem. It is Conan. Go ahead. <laughs> Yo, we're back with episode 251 of Keeping It One Hun with Conan, the mighty, mighty DI, and Jojo, the Philly entrepreneur. What it do, Bo? What's going on? What's happening? Yo, man, let's start off the show like we always do with the shout-outs who's listening to us and from where. If I butcher your name or city, my bad. It's Irene Tobacco Accent. And if I haven't been shouted you out, be patient. I got a lot to catch up on. We keep in the one thou wow. 
uh, Irving Legend, who's a wrestler from Virginia Beach, Virginia, Suicidal Assassin, Savannah, Georgia, Wrestle Merch Central, London, Dr. Tyler Lemko, Montreal, Kevin Grace, Baltimore, World Championship Boxing, New York City, Essential, Essentialist, Lupus, Houston, Joe, Nashville, Brian Tan, Pittsburgh, Phil Stamper, outside of D.C. and Baltimore, Ian Mitchell Bunton, Salt Lake City, Danny Hales, Houston, Stephen Hibbard, Manchester, England, Ed Bugga, Atlanta, Miko Maestro, originally from Helsinki, Finland, now in Portland, Jody Adel, Waterloo, New York, Dondre Wilson, Dallas, uh, Ken Hill, now in Action, Massachusetts, originally from Bedford, Massachusetts, home of the Wrestling Connection Show. Eric, New Philadelphia, Ohio. Tuan Vu, Santa Rosa, California. JC3, Jersey City, New Jersey. Spencer Cantor, Flowery Branch, Georgia. Drew Miller, Frankfort, Kentucky. Cameron Huff, Jackson, Mississippi. Moe Scream, Little Rock, Arkansas. Billy Martin, Chicago. Chris Spears, Charlotte. WAWN Wrestling, Liverpool, England. Psycho Blue 9, Richmond, Virginia. Bo Sancero, Detroit, Bro, Pro Wrestling Nation, San Jose, California, Jesse Cage, Tampa, and we got a new Patreon member, uh, AJ from the Boogie Down Bronx, now in Bogota, New Jersey, who is on the who tier. Um, also, make sure to check out our Patreon. That's where we make some real paper. No ads. Keep the show anti-formulaic. You know, we bring you that entertaining, informative, and thought-provoking content with an extra ration of ball-busting. And you can check out all the extra audio and video um, that didn't fit on the free show here at me. What else can they uh, uh, check out on the Patreon, Joe? Well, uh, every week you're going to get raw... And SmackDown reviews, we also do a roundtable with subscribers to go over the NXT and AEW shows. Uh, you'll get the unedited mailbag. Like I say, uh, th- this, this mailbag segment's been going on for a few years now, so there's so much uh, questions and answers with Conan and Disco on the Patreon. I know it's a lot of people's favorite segment, so you can get hours and hours and hours of it on there because it is four, uh, four and a half years now of content. And if you join today, we just did a roundtable mailbag. Tell them about that. Yep. Boom. We uh we had about uh, eight to ten listeners on. Everyone got a few minutes to ask a question. So if you're interested in, in asking Disco and Conan uh, a question live and getting your answer, we'll try to do that every you know six weeks or so. So, but that was that was cool. I'll be putting that up this yep. week. Um, we've also got a lot of match watch alongs from the past, video interviews with uh, guests, and. Um, Whenever there's a disco list, we put up the unedited disco list as well. That that segment used to go, you know, could could go an hour. So there's a there's a whole lot of that on there, and uh, and a lot more. All the stuff Conan sends me, matches, uh, posters, uh, and there's some stuff from uh, interviews, a whole bunch of yeah. shit, bro. If you like the show, you'll love this. You get more than your money's worth. We give you more bang for the buck, uh, literally. Um, anything I mean, else, proof, and, the, and, and a four-year catalog or five-year catalog mm-hmm. of different guests and political and social issues and everything that was going on at that time. We usually covered it. I think the proof's there because, uh, as you've said on here, we've gone up every month for the last year, like literally the last twelve months. We've gained subscribers, and uh, you see all the people putting it over <coughs> on Twitter. 
you see everybody putting it over on Twitter when they when they tweet us. So everybody, pretty much, you know, universally that signs up for the Patreon enjoys it. So if, yeah, I think the fact that the numbers go up every month speaks for itself. Yep, you know what I'm exactly. saying? So it's a great deal. Check it out. Very. Uh, everybody's afraid to be opinionated now in society and in our sport because they're afraid they're not going to get hired or they're going to get heat. We don't give a fuck. We just keep it 100. Um, uh, also, if you got any questions or musical selections, if you're new, the musical selection is where you send music done by you or somebody you know. Uh, you send it to the show and we critique it. Um, it's a lot better if it isn't that good so we can bury the person. You can play it back to them if they think their music good and it isn't mm-hmm. uh but you can send all those suggestions uh to k100 questions at gmail.com um and uh, frankie juicy seal will do that every couple of weeks and go after well, go go critique uh the songs that are sent as they add up and then you can check out joe on uh, facebook.com slash k100 conan he's manning the ones and twos there what can they expect if they go to facebook joe well, I'll, it, you'll be updated on everything that's going on on the show uh, each week. I put up guest announcements. I put up clips from, from these guys' careers, interviews, matches. Uh, I'll post links to the YouTube. I'll post links to all the Patreon uploads. Uh, between Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at K100Conan, they'll all keep you updated on what to expect from the show this week. Do you week. use that platform to put over that very uh, annoying show, Get My Go, or any of the other shows on your network? No, I keep I keep everything separate. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I don't believe you. I'm going to go look. <laughs> I am definitely going to go look. But anyways, if you send letters, make sure you keep the letters short so we can read a grip of them. And uh, then we've got our boy, Hugely, manning the YouTube, who's done an incredible job. So kudos to him. No, I won't do your show. Let him know about that, Joe. Boom. Yeah, the Keeping It 100 official YouTube. Hughesy's been uh, on that for a couple of years. Another aspect of the show that keeps growing every month uh it's uh some some short clips from the show some longer clips interviews classic clips uh there's almost twenty seven thousand subscribers now and over two thousand videos uh so go over there and subscribe uh like the videos comment get involved there's always uh, a whole lot of conversation going on under each clip disco has uh has claimed that he's going to start lurking over there and keeping his eye on everybody so uh, I'll announce it though when I'm going to be lurking will, on Twitter. I'll say I'm going to go lurk in the in the pay, in the comment section. Yes, he will announce it. But uh, there's pretty much daily clips uh, of all different uh, of a variety of subjects. You know, that come off the show. It'll be some reviews, some different mailbag answers, and stuff like that. So if that's the kind of format you like to listen to the show in, and you like to make your voice heard, go over to YouTube and get in there and listen and comment and uh, subscribe. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. You want to get to the letters, uh, D.I.? Yeah, let's do it because we got a lot of them this week. I'm sure a lot of the things that happened this week will be brought up. Um, first letter is from Jared Aviat. Right. Aviat, friend of the show. Working working with Austin Aries is a subject. Uh, K, hey, K, hi, K. I, I just read this while you were taking a break, Conan. I'm, I'm, right. I, I made me think of some stuff here. Okay. Hi, K100 fam. Hope everyone's doing well. Thanks, you as always, for taking my question. Just saw some pictures of what moron Preston Sharp looks like. He looks like he looks wider than a glass of milk and looks chunkier than Chris Christie. He needs to lose some weight before he mounts off again. So, Jared, what Jared does here every week is he, he, uh, he cuts a promo on one of the other Patreons, which I find very disrespectful. The funny part uh, is I don't even know who the fuck this guy is. I don't, I don't know him either. Okay, anyway, on to my question. Is Austin Aries that di- really that difficult to work with? I know Jim Cornette has ripped him apart for years, and a few other guys throughout the years have alluded that he's not easy to do business with. I know you guys have had him on the show before and seem to get along with him. What are your thoughts of his, of, on this reputation of Austin Aries, and have either of you had any difficult dealings with him back in, back in the day in TNA? Thanks as always. All the best, Jared. Cone, I want you to answer this first. Then yeah. I'm gonna. I, I I thought of something during this. I'm, I'm gonna All right. bring it up. Uh, this is exactly what I think about Austin. Um, I wrestled with him when he was early on TNA, like you know, 2006 or something like that. And then I think he went to Ring of Honor with Roderick Strong. And I always thought back then he was a very good worker. And uh, when he came back, I thought he was an outstanding worker, really good on the mic, believable. Never had a problem with Austin Aries. I've heard that he can be difficult to work with, but I have no problem with somebody standing up for what they believe that's right. I think uh, he might have a little bit of a complex because of his size or something like that, but he's such a great worker, bro. He never disrespected me, and uh, he's kind of socially awkward, but I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I like Austin. Yeah. Um, so he had some. He's he's gone after. He'd gone after me on Twitter a couple of times. Like he Austin. He, he looked, yeah, remember we had we had him on the show. We talked about it. You know, but when he's been on our show before. Yeah, but I know. but uh, but I've gotten along with him every time I've the thing. Right. You know, we, we've had basic disagreements, okay, but no big deal, right? But I want to I want to bring this. This is kind of interesting, right? right? Austin Aries has, has a uh, has a reputation of being difficult to work with. Right. Sammy Zayn. Reputation difficult to work with. Right. Kevin Owens. Reputation very difficult to work with. CM Punk. Um, Punk. Bro, what? What? what all those guys. What, what, where were they? Where were they working together? Ring, Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. And I just wonder. And this is my way crazy conspiracy theory. Okay. All these guys have basically, you know, been. They've all had issues with Cornette. Okay. When Cornette worked there, you know, something. I just wonder if, like, just. 
constantly like working in that atmosphere all for that that long of a period of time with with a guy like where, where Jim was had his way of doing things, and these guys had their way of doing things, right? And then it just constantly created. You know, when you're going over your match and your angle, you always have the guy that has the opposite way he wants to do it to the way you want to do it. Right. And you begin, you get in this mode of like you're you're dissecting your match and every little thing and stuff, and then because that's what Jim likes to do. Right. You know, like say, and I just wonder if maybe that whole atmosphere of Ring of Honor and just you know, you know just you know taking the stuff too seriously and like the, 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 I heard the thing like you've heard I've heard people send me clips of a. Uh, you know, aren't talking about these guys and stuff, and then how they're like they'll spend all this time on a detail that you could not care less about. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's the way. And I just wonder that you know that is kind of difficult to work with, but they're they're all perfectionists and they all work well with each other. Well, not you know what I'm saying? That. So it's they're kind all of, kind you know, of fucking geniuses in their own way too. Right. They're very intelligent. They have their yeah. way of doing things. They all got along with each other. Right. And you had the boogeyman there, and, and Cornette, who was like the the. The one guy they could you know yeah. join against, but 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 he's looking at the way they're doing things and and trying to tell them they're doing things wrong. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So so you got that you get this constant. So what you have is you have these old school guys, kind of like people like me, even that they have we think that like you know that they don't want to do it the way I want them to do it, so they become difficult to work with. That that's the perception. You know what right. I'm saying? So that's I just wonder if that that has there could be a lot to, to do that, with it. Yeah, you know, there could be some Cabana. Yeah, <clears throat> but I like Austin, uh, bro. Always have. Go ahead. What do you say? I was saying Cabana and the Bucks were kind of a part of that too. They they had troubles with Cornette in Ring of Honor. So. Yeah, but yeah. but the Bucks, bro, they're very easy to work with. You don't have any problems with them. They're not. Hey, why didn't you do this or why didn't you do? They just want to go out there and fucking rock it, man. Very professional guys. Next is from Johnny Cash. On the subject is Askin Paul pay per view. What do y'all think of the Ben Askin Jake Paul pay per view? Seeing Ric Flair and Michael Buffer is cool. The rest is a complete shit show. Way too much music and the fights were terrible. Oscar De La Hoya was beyond wasted. Shades of disco on a round table. I didn't think the Jake Paul. I didn't think the Jake Paul punch was a work, but it did seem like the fight was stopped too early. Referee Big John McCarthy said it was a terrible stoppage. What do y'all think? Um, we we have a discussion on this that will you you will listen to on the show, but I, I, specifically to that point, that was not a t- terrible stoppage. If you watch it, when the, bro, when when Ben Askren's got his gloves up and the referee's like say hey, can, he grabs his gloves, oh like he almost wobbly. Yeah. he almost falls into the referee's arms. Yeah. And the referee grabs him and hugs him because he looked like he was about to fall in, like fall forward. Yeah. So that was definitely. I can't believe that John McCarthy said that was a terrible stoppage. What was he? Is he watching the same thing I was? The guy was obviously out on his feet. Yeah, and if the ref, you know? if the, if it was legit, if the ref had let it continue, Askren would have been. Wait a second, time, time out. He would have been in serious danger there. What do you? You are you already so once again you're going if it was legit. Yeah, you know what else? That this, it could possibly be not legit. Here's a little nitpicky thing. If you were right. gonna, if you were. If that was a if the punch was legit, but it was you know agreed upon beforehand, you're in that situation. Where would you punch a guy? You'd punch him up. You're a, asking us. You're up, asking a hypothetical. You punch him up around his forehead or the side of his. What makes a difference where you get punched? Grounded I'm in saying, a theory that doesn't make. If a it's a fake like punch, if, it, me, if it's matter? in the spirit of cooperation, there's there, you're not going to punch a guy. What does it matter? Well, my question is, if it's a fake punch, where does it matter where he hit you? Because if you want to avoid breaking the guy's nose or fucking his teeth up, if you're in on it together, you know. And both of his knockouts have come up like top of the head, side of the head. Come on, you know. Oh Jesus! I said it was nitpicky. Bro, it now, is, now it, here's it, your not, problem. You can't admit you're wrong, so you're gonna find anything to justify 
this, which is which is utterly bullshit. Yeah. All the fights sucked. Me, me... All the fights sucked, bro. Every single one sucked. The guy was bigger than him. He was out of shape. He doesn't have a good chin. Masvidal proved that with a knee. You know, fucking, he didn't take it seriously. This guy fucking a young little stud, bro, and knocked him out. Yeah. Like if it was a yeah. street Let fight. Let me tell you. Let me give you perfect. Give, give, encapsulate this perfectly for you, Conan or, or Joe. You know, it was a you fake. Know wait, 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 wait. You know, it was a fake punch. The one where the guy curled up like a bitch and was crying and all this, like he got hit in the liver, and the guy didn't even fucking touch right. him. How brutal right. was that? I thought yeah. he said he got he got. Um, it was a low. Didn't he claim low blow or something? And it was bro. They replayed yeah. it like four bro, times. The yeah, guy didn't re- even hit him. Bro, in the, yeah. He, yeah, it was a. The, it was, the guy was trying to sell like a soccer player trying to draw a right. yellow card, and he right, got exactly. and he got stretchered exactly. out. He, and he just went all in with the phoniness and the faking. Right. He, he knew what he bro, was he doing. He didn't even connect, time. Joe. And he the went guy, all in. He grazed the side of his body. I mean, it was and fucking. He got, and he got stretchered he, out. He he Neymar'd him. He Neymar'd him. I wish. I wish you. Neymar is known as the biggest actor in in, in, in soccer. He, right. That guy pulled a Neymar on that. When Snoop right. was um, telling Dana to pay him his two tickets, his two million, <laughs> he should have also said right. right then and there, "Hey, that motherfucker that faked that low blow, you never wrestling here again. You out the door, ho." Yeah. He would have been super over with me if you would have gone Dana yeah. White on him. But go ahead. let me give you let me give you for, for the wrestling fans. Okay, this is for the wrestling fans that thinks it work right in professional wrestling. Whenever you do an angle where basically two guys are fighting each other, but it turned out to be a swerve. And it's like, it's like, like they planned on beating each other up to, to swerve a guy. Bro, people always shit on those, those angles like that. It just is like, that does not make a lot of sense. You know, as we watch you guys fight, we say, it's like, see the way he paid you to, 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 to hit you. It's like, come on, that, that all that, it's ridiculous. That's, that's ridiculous. We saying how that's his, his biggest payday, you know, big deal. But that doesn't. But doesn't matter. That's why probably why he didn't train a lot. He knows he's a shitty boxer. He's getting paid five hundred thousand. You could hear him even say before the fight, "Look, if Ben, if he's good at boxing, he's going to beat me." But I don't he think he's good that. at boxing. <laughs> he did that's say a, that. That's literally what the guy said. So you know, because he's because if he's what well, Ben Askren literally said, if he's good at boxing, he's going to beat me because I'm not good at boxing. Right. So, so I don't, well, the I'm other like, thing I don't know is, how is that could spin I think anything you, other than that off this story. I think the. Because I had put something on Twitter because that's where I originally saw it because Joe, you put something like, yeah, this is a work and Joe put get the fuck out of here. And mm. there's a picture of Ben Askren smiling. It's like, well, of course he's going to smile. He just yeah, made half way a million dollars with for his two minutes work. Yeah, yeah. He didn't take this seriously, bro. He wasn't even sh- yeah. really shit talking. He, he had just, also had a hip replacement from what uh, I understand. Yeah, I don't think the hip replacement had anything to do with this. yeah. yeah. But I mean, it had him laid off. Next up. is from Michael Kupak. Next is from Michael Kupak. Subject is ballbusters. Conan, on the 415 episode, you mentioned how Raven was one of the biggest ballbusters you know. Who would you put on your Mount Rushmore of ballbusters? Michael from the front row, one of Raven's comedy shows. Michael from the front row of one of Raven's comedy shows. I've been there. Wow. This guy, this guy was at the front row of Raven's comedy show? <laughs> nice work. What was, it, what was your assessment of his show? And Who? were you on the, and were you on the uh, cruise? When Raven did his thing, I'd like to hear people that were on the cruise your review of that show, if you remember. Um, Bob Busters, one thousand percent. Kurt Hennig, one thousand percent. Davy Boy Smith um, was another one that liked the uh, bro. The number one guy on the list. You're leaving off who? Scott Hall. Oh yes, Scott Hall. One thousand percent, Scott Hall. Scott Hall. Yeah. Yeah, Scott Hall. He's number one. That's all he did right. was he'd bust my guy's balls and but, but, but Scott Hall. We'd be in a bar, right? 
Raven would be talking to a girl on the other end of the bar. Scott Hall would be sitting in the booth, but he's sitting on top of the, the on top of the booth with his ass and his feet are on the seat, right? And he'd be like, Raven would be talking to a hot girl, and he would yell across the bar, Raven! It's like, what? Hey, did you get that thing cleared up? You know, that you had it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a class. He hundred always busting balls, Scott Hall. Um, yeah. All right, so next one is from. Uh, let's see, um, here we go. Another. Uh, we'll just marry this one. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to read this. The guy's asking about the Ben, ben Askren Jake Paul. Yeah, fine. All right. We already okay. Uh, next one is from Kong Shower, and the subject is boring. Uh, at clean the monkey at Gmail. By the way, I think that's funny. Clean, clean, clean. <laughs> Kong shower, clean the monkey. That's pretty funny. Subject boring. Hey, K100, was talking with my brother last night about how some wrestlers just simply cannot be fixed help regardless of card or card position or booking. Um, I think he meant help regardless of card position or booking. I think is what he meant. The three examples I have are Charlotte Flair, Sheamus, and Seth Rollins. There's no denying that they're all really talented wrestlers, but for some reason there's just something so boring about them. Flair seems to be used up, all used up already. Sheamus seems to be the same character since day one in Rollins, despite having his best match in years with Cesaro as a channel changer for me. Conan and Disco, as bookers, what do you think should be done to fix them? Do you agree with my opinion on them on, on them that this and would you say some wrestlers just aren't supposed to be draws? PS Conan, any hints on, on where you, on where Tessa got signed to? You mentioned the other day and you hooked all of us marks. Mm-hmm. Um I don't, I don't see anything wrong with Charlotte's character, no. Sheamus' character, Seth Rollins. Actually, Seth Rollins has been doing some pretty good work with Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I don't him find being just Charlotte... an angry douchebag is kind of a good is a good character for him. Him being the Messiah character did not work, but him being just like a just just a he's, his character right now is he's, he's good because he's just like a dick. Yeah, the little delusion. You know, he's always angry. And... He's mad at Cesaro. He gets pissed off. Everybody's offending him all the time. He's, you know, it's I don't see anything wrong with these guys right now. To be yeah, honest, with I don't you. see Charlotte as boring at all. Really, no. Anything? Anything that Conan? No, I just think that if you know, uh, let me see, Charlotte. You know, I don't see her as boring. I see Sheamus. His promos are boring. Uh, Seth Rollins. His promos are kind of boring too, but all you got to do is put them in a hot feud with a good storyline. You're off and running because they're all very talented. Yep. Next is from Blood Sugar Baby, and the subject is Drew McIntyre's bad attitude. Due to family health issues, I wasn't able to go see WrestleMania until seven days later, and I have to say I thought it was a five-star show. I loved it. The thing that stuck out to me the most is Drew, Drew McIntyre's pre-match interview. I guess he loved it. What's his opinion? So. Yeah. The thing that stuck me out the most was Drew McIntyre's pre-match interview. To me, he came across like a heel. The man was literally close to tears. We'll talk about how, how this about how his match might be delayed, even though everyone's match is delayed. Plus, I've seen him make comments about WrestleMania 36 having no fans' attendance as it it affected him solely. He's a great wrestler, but just quite possibly maybe an asshole. My question for the K100 team this week is, do you think that Drew's what-was-me attitude may backfire on him in the long run? The entire planet has had a tough year, but we're not making six or seven figures for working one day a week like he does. Have you guys had to deal with many whiners backstage that wasn't Kevin Gill? Um, first of all, Blood Sugar Baby, we talked about you're, – you're extrapolating Drew McIntyre's real life into his character, and I think those are obviously two completely different things. Yeah, because um, what he's saying in his pre-match yeah. interview is probably written for him, right? Well, they said that. Well, they that, said it was that's unscripted. The stuff, yeah, the stuff that people, happened during the rain delay. Was people unscripted. were saying everything was unscripted, but I guarantee you had writers on their type on their laptops typing stuff out for these guys to read. So, and but, here's uh, the thing too: they I know they, they, for, they, they took all I that stuff down. 
All that well, stuff let me has just been say removed. This. Yeah. I know this for a fact. He always hangs out with our boy, friend of the show, um, Jacob, when he's in Melbourne. All right. And Melbourne, and he always speaks very highly of him. And Jacob wouldn't be hanging out with no assholes. Next is from King Walsh, and the subject is the Daniel Pooter hazing. <clears throat> hey, team, I was just scrolling YouTube and seen this clip for the first time in about 15 years. It's a time asshole, hardcore Holly, Eddie Guerrero, and scumbag Chris Benoit all stiff the hell out of Daniel Pooter in the 2005 Royal Rumble. This stuff, he's got the clip of it, too. Is it, how long is the clip, Joe? Uh, just a couple minutes. Do you want to watch it? Pull it up. This I, I haven't seen this. So this stuff really, really pisses me off. <clears throat> Three roided up midgets working with the stiff guy, working stiff with the guy who can't do anything back, and if it was a shoot, it would have left them all lying in a puddle of their own blood. I hate to use the overused snowflake B word, but to me this is a straight-up bullying, but guys who take wrestling way, way too seriously. Conan and Disco, what is your take on stupid shit like this? Also, do either of you guys have stories about entering hazing liberties being taken that you can tell us? Yes. Back in the day, if a guy was a problem in the locker room, had a big mouth, uh, couldn't didn't get what he somebody, was doing. Disrespected this, a veteran. Disrespectful. Stuff, this is how you we right. call this. You give a guy a receipt. Right. You let him know because you're telling him and he's not listening. You let him know. And, all right, bro, you know. So let's let's play it. And another thing they'll do is they'll I have no literally. Pro- I have no problem with this because this is the culture I grew up in. They'll literally kick you out of the dress room. You have to dress elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah Matt Straker got kicked out of, of uh, WWE's locker room. SmackDown. So did Miz. Miz, yeah. Short as a confidence. Well, no, he doesn't. And to the quickest spots. That looks like more bullying than like what happened to you. Think you're right. I mean, I don't think. Oh, 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 that's time to try to fight. Where's he getting beat up? Right here. Hardcore Holly representing hardcore like nobody. There's a fight, and he likes beating on a rookie. Dark horse. They're just lighting him up with chops. What is this guy talking about? Did they actually work it out as like a gimmick? They all like say, "Hey, let's get him." And they, this, this is nothing, work. bro. That bro, they're just lighting him up. Welcome to the big to the big leagues. Yeah, and there's they're, there's a storyline in this. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Okay? Kazoo, that email, that guy was way off on this. King Walsh, give him a kazoo. Yeah, I expected the guy to be getting potatoed. He just got lit up with some chops, right. and it's like, welcome to the big show. He might have been in the dressing room with a little bit of an attitude. Let's light him up. And they I'm all the for back. that. They Let said, me tell hey, we'll, you this. We'll, I knew Chris. So did it. So did uh, Disco. We, we knew Eddie. They wouldn't have done that unless the guy had it coming. All right, so next is another – this is an interesting story. Joe, pull up the image on this to show people. Uh, next one's from Ick5150 at Usher at Sapphires. The, uh, <laughs> did you hear about this, Conan? No. This is a great story. Sub K100 Squad, the question is for Disco. Disco, were you working the night Usher went to Sapphires, and instead of tipping real dollars, he instead tipped Usher bucks? If you were there – pull this image up, Joe, yeah, while I'm talking. Am, I am. Yeah. If you were there – did 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 you meet him? Did he give a twenty dollar usher buck handshake? Was he there between three to five a.m.? Did he tip an usher buck for the hand job of the week? How mad were the girls when the lights turned up and they saw usher bucks instead of real money? 
Is he 86 or was security called on him? Also, moving out to Vegas next year, sick of the East Coast. Recommendation, any neighborhoods, areas for a guy with a family? Thanks. Hayes, sent from iPhone. Uh, Summerlin is where you want to move if you move to Vegas or Southern Highlands. Um, they're, they're great. Uh, next, first of all, so Usher comes in. He had a big entourage, right? It's like 20 people. And they were, they were, they were making a rain, right? So it's tons of money. But what they did was is they, they, they he had these Usher bucks mixed in with the real money. Right. So it's like he didn't just – like the story was he just tipped an Usher. He didn't just tip an Usher bucks. He tipped in – they tipped in real money, but he had a, tons of these Usher bucks interspersed with it. So the girls thought they had like twice as much money they were making than, than they actually did. Right. That, that, that was the story. But uh, it was in TMZ. What and type of got, got a shit I don't know. It was kind of it was weird. That's you know? weird. Like, yeah. it like was a he, did he think I mean, they weren't going to notice? They weren't going to bury him afterwards? I, and <laughs> how can he come back and, and it's not like get any respect? Yeah. This, is this guy worth like $100 million? I don't it's know Some how ridiculous much number like that, I guess. Yeah. And they were filming it, too. They, they had a film, a film, a camera crew with them. They were, like, documenting all this. So I was like, whatever. But what an egomaniac for a guy to, like, have his own... Right, your usher, but wow! Like, <laughs> it says he's worth one hundred and eighty. He's worth one hundred and eighty million with zero value. Yeah, and he's, got, he's yeah, and, and he's and he's and he's stiffing the girls of fifty cents on the dollar. <laughs> he said, "What were the girls um, saying? What, what were the girls saying to you?" I didn't find out till till the next day. Oh, I, but did you I, hear I from any of the girls? I didn't Can know you believe this... that motherfucker? Or like, no. what were, okay, no, because oh, this... it was late. He came in late, and I, I probably already left when they were counting all the money in the back. You know, yeah, it was Friday night. I yeah. think Friday or Saturday. Ladies and gentlemen, just in case you are deaf, dumb, blind, stupid, or let's just assume poor like disco, my name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and you are listening to Keep It 100 with Conan, and it's about to get serious like a late period. Yo, what's up? This is the Phil M. Flash, otherwise known as TJP, and you're listening to Keeping It 100 with Conan K-Dog, your top five all time. Disco, I wish I could say the same thing about you, but you're the reason people stop buying mistletoe. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Conan. I have a question for you. What up, boom? Were you a fan of Game of Thrones? Yes, I was. Well, Jon Snow may be worried that winter is coming, but we need to be ready because summer is coming, and that means it's bathing suit season. 
you want to look good for the beach, pool, or cookout, you may be thinking about watching your diet and hitting the gym to tighten up before you take your shirt off. It's common sense. Well, now is the perfect time to start using X-Lean 5 to help you melt away unwanted body fat and have a leaner, meaner beach bod this summer. X-Lean 5 includes thermogenic and lipogenic compounds and ketones to not only help you raise your metabolic rate, but also targets existing fat cells and uses them for energy, which is what you want to do if like you you're like a low-carb diet. This is something that, that a fat burner that I use. Plus, with just the right amount of caffeine, it will get you energized and ready to attack the day and your workout, even if you're restricting calories. Combine X-Lean 5 with a smart diet and workout plan and watch the unwanted wobble melt away. X-Lean 5 is suitable for men and women. But guys, if you really want to bring the heat this summer, try the Legacy Shredded Stack, featuring our best-selling testosterone booster, Test X9, and our hugely popular Sleep and Recovery PM, so you can attack the day, boost your test and rest, and let all the hard work pay off while you sleep. Our listeners have reported some incredible results from Legacy products, and we're confident that you're going to love the results from X-Lean 5. Go to LegacySupps.com, that's L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com, and use code K100, that's K100, for 10% off your entire order. That's LegacySupps.com, K100, for 10% off your entire order. Yo, get your X-Lean, stay lean at Legacy Supps. Boom. Yo, what's up, Court? Hey guys, what's good? Yo, so we got our boy Core Bob from MLW, friend of the show, actually the guy that got me into the podcasting game back in the day. Disco used to be on our show quite frequently. And um, when Core comes on here, it's usually for one reason to give big news or to put himself over. If you can do both at the same time, <laughs> all the better. And if you can bury Disco while you're, you know, giving us your uh, your big news, that's even the best scenario. <laughs> And you got to always plug some shit for sure. So no, it's good to talk to you guys and catch up. Right. What do you got, Court? Boom. Man, it's just been a busy, busy week with uh, MLW announcing we're coming to Vice uh, this spring. Actually, May 1st, we roll out with uh, the first batch of episodes of Fusion. It's busy days, busy times. But, like, you had that window where we announced on Monday. And it was really fun, really exciting. And the energy was great. I was blown away by the support from everyone online. Because whenever you do something, you know, there's going to be someone out there that's just going to be sharpshooting it right on social media. Uh, but it was just such a, a overwhelming flow of just positivity that blew me away. And then, you know, Tuesday morning, I kind of like had that like adrenaline hangover. And I'm right. like, oh shit, I'll get back to it. Cause we've got more zoom calls, more meetings, more things going on because you know, we're still in the hunt for some other stuff. Some of the stuff you're privy to, but it's, it's exciting. And uh, it's a good time to be doing what I'm doing. You know, I'm the only free agent in the game right now with the ability to do these kind of deals. Uh, WWE rolled up their deals in January, and uh, other companies have their deals locked in. But, you know, it's good to be the pretty girl at the dance everyone wants to talk to and dance with. Yeah. And that's, so that's, a, a, that's a big news because you put yourself over a lot there. Like, cause, so you got that part down, but, but the big, so the big news is that you're going, he did, didn't he go to Animal Hey man, yeah. I have to check all the boxes off. Right. You know, hey, I don't know how right. long you're going to keep me out before you hang up on me. I got to get my shit in there. You got your shit in there for sure. Uh, so you're on Vice now. What time, is there a tie-in with uh, Dark Side of the Ring? Like, are you going to yeah. be on the b- lead-in or anything like that? I was going to ask that. Right. So there's a few phases to this. The first phase is we're going to roll out kind of our, our footage before the pandemic uh, and get a larger audience familiar and acclimated to what MLW is, what we're about, what the, makes us different from everyone else out there. 
and, and our, our stories and our feuds and our rivalries and, and who our guys are, what makes Fatu so special, what makes Hammerstone Hammer, and what is the dynasty and all these different things and the fusion of styles that we showcase and all the storylines, the, you know, all that shit is really important. And we want to get that out there to establish like a baseline of awareness for, for MLW. And then phase two will kick in when we return with crowds uh, for the next season of MLW. And I really wanted to avoid just kicking things off with an empty arena vibe. And I'm like, Let, let's just, let's just hold on that. And I think it's a smarter move to just start with a kind of just getting to know you phase and, they, and well, then fans you, can watch MLW and blocks on vice. Don't you get that empty arena vibe sometimes when you, when you book Conan that you're worried that it, that it might oh, be an empty arena? Man. <laughs> Oh man, we need a kazoo for this one. Yeah, one thousand percent. So, what is it starting? So May first, they're going to roll out the first batch of episodes, and they'll do it like they're going to be like a block of Dark Side and Dark Side Confidential. So you'll get like this really nice, you know, time to to binge on MLW and Dark Side stuff. And, and then I, we're still working on what you go for new content, when it will air, what night, what the time slot, all that stuff is, is TBD. We're still, we're still uh, okay, talking. I, I got a, That's phase I got two. A, I got a great question for you here. Okay. It's good for your marketing. Yeah. All right. So say nobody's ever seen MLW ever before. You know what you're – now, of course, you're not going to minimize any talent that you have, right? But you know who your A talent is and who your B talent is, right? Who are mm-hmm. some of the guys – if you when you're rolling out footage – who are guys that, like, you're telling the audience, hey, you really need to see these guys? Like, these are my top guys, and these are the guys that are, like, you know, the guys I want to, you know, that, that you need to know. And, of yeah, course, showcase. all of our yeah, – yeah. show, show, who is our showcase talent? Yeah, so, like, when I've – I kind of designed MLW in a way where, you know, instead of having the guy, which I think is, is, is an important thing, but also can be kind of like – a loaded gun scenario for a promoter. I mean, Vince has had that guy. He has more control over the guy now. But when he had the guy in, you know, in the 80s and 90s, that was Hogan. Then he went to WCW. And then, you know, the guy was Sean. He lost his smile. He had to leave. You know, so it's like all these, you, you got to be careful with that. And I liked how Heyman had the SmackDown 6 and we have the Fusion 5. And you kind of assemble these guys. And you might find that guy breaks out in that mix. But they're all strong enough to, to sell out houses and build your company around. So, and if one goes down to injury, you have, you know, four more to work off of. So for us, you know, it kind of is, there's always that rotation, right? So it depends on a bunch of variables. Uh, but the Von Erics are a big part of the company. And uh, as is Fatu and Contra, uh, as is Alex Hammerstone, as is kind of like this unique thing happening with Azteca Underground and Promotionist Dorado, which started with Selena. And then over the last year, we've been telling the story with her. Uh, where she disappeared and then she came back and there was a real question mark and mystery about where she was, what was going on. And Conan dropped some clues that she was doing some things and owed some people, some dangerous people, some money. And uh, there's this whole big story that's been playing out since last June. And we're going to be paying that off in the weeks to come. So we try to book out things in a long-term way. And when you have a core group that you can build around, it gives you that opportunity. I'm going to work with you guys here and help t- sell your story. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, when Conan uh, got Selena De La Renta's phone and he has the provocative pictures, he sent me those provocative pictures. I was very impressed. Oh, wow. Nice. 
Well, we'll, see. we'll just say that. <laughs> me, well, we, we've now we've now had an authentic, uh, creepy moment on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to sell your story, guys. Like you know, 100%. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me ask you something real quick. That uh, court when I was what because when you did the first MLW, the first incarnation, what years was that? Like the mid nineties or early two thousand? No, two thousand two to two thousand four. 2002, 2004. Okay, I, I really didn't, you know, I, it was on the Sunshine Network or whatever it was on, so I never saw right. it. And so now I saw it because during the pandemic, you were playing like old, you know, matches and shit, right? Right, You seemed right. to have a, a really, you were, seemed to back then really been heavily influenced by Paulie and Japan, correct? Big time, big time. I mean, yeah. Paulie to me was having come from Westchester, New York and seeing Paulie blow, you know, just blow up the wrestling world in the nineties and doing it like a few miles down the road from me here in Westchester, you know, it was really inspiring. This guy was doing this very much a bootstrap grassroots thing. And it was just a force to reckon with. And he was just, he's a genius and that, it, it really inspired me. And so when you saw that, I'm like, man, that, that, I love that. I wanted to work for Paulie and it's a true story. The last ECW timing is everything, right? I'm backstage in the last ECW pay-per-view looking for a job loitering as one does when they're backstage and, and don't have the job. Trying to pretend uh, trying you're not to get for a job, but you are. Go ahead. Oh, I was, I was, no, I hadn't, there was no shame. Hey, Tommy, <laughs> can I get you, can I talk to you for a minute? And Tommy right. Dreamer's running around trying to put out a fire. Paulie, you know, Paulie's behind the post doors. He's got, he's got a shit storm going on there. I was like, well, I guess I'll just sit back here. And he knew things were kind of funky when Balls Mahoney gets so hot. He punches a wall, fucks up his hand, and he's pissed because he couldn't get off the pay-per-view to go to a Giants game. <laughs> what the fuck? What a, and so, geez. you know, now it was a me, weird now, time. Now, let me ask you a question. Because you, yeah. because when you were writing for SmackDown, was Paulie yeah. writing at the same time? Or were, did you and him ever get to work together? No. Yeah, so he came back after what I guess you would, as Dusty would have called it a sabbatical. Uh, he had taken a sabbatical from, from the creative team and came back in 05 uh, to do the WWE ECW thing. And it started with a very top secret, confidential, very small circle of people working on one, uh, the one night stand concept. And then that turned into the following year, one night stand being a, a slingshot device to launch the offshoot third brand, which was ECW on sci-fi. Bro, let so me I tell got you, to kind of see that whole thing. That one night stand crowd, that very first night was very fucking rowdy. That was that was a that was to me two thousand five. I think it was like June seventh, two thousand five. That was one of the best, greatest crowds from that era, from the nineties era that came back for one night to experience it again. And you got to see a lot of faces you hadn't seen go to a wrestling show in a while. Came back to the Hammerstein to see that show live, and it was. You know, it was a really good night. A lot of it really worked. You know, there was one match. I know that the guys had higher hopes, and they, they, I know Eddie really was frustrated with his match. He worked, I believe, Benoit. Benoit, and yeah. They, wow. were only give, they were only given like 10 minutes, right. uh, and they, they just, you know, it's like you have two of the top guys at that moment in the game, right. and you know, it just didn't click that night for whatever reason. There's those, you know, and you know they want to they want to show out and they want to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, even a home run king or a slugging king will yeah, strike you, out here and there. Yeah, but you know, though, the funny thing about it is, work. we watched, uh, we talked about this the other day on the show. 
Bro, Tiger Mask and Dynamite Kid did five stars in ten minutes. You know, but with, with those two it guys, can it, happen. Can, yeah, yeah. it absolutely, it absolutely it, can happen. Sure. You know, yeah, you know, it's, it's funny it's, how these guys. It, it's ahead. weird. It's like, yeah, so you don't need a thirty-minute thing there, and I don't think it was necessarily a time restraint that just screwed the pooch on a match. It's just sometimes you just, you just don't have that flow with someone in the ring, and just it is what it is. And and I know that Eddie, in particular, I haven't been around that around that moment. He was so like locked in on making that match as a killer match because he wanted to. You wanted to steal the show, and it's just, you know, just the guy just, no, so like that throughout history. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Malenko and him had just like a breakout clinic out there, and I love the Malenko-Guerrero classic. That, to me, was so great because you had all this wild, hardcore stuff, and then you could contrast it with the technical finesse of Malenko and Guerrero, and it was such a, it was a revelation at the time. They both got signed off of that series by Bischoff, and I don't know if that series hadn't happened they would have gotten signed. They should have, but I don't think they would have. What, what, now, now when you're writing, what influences your direction or your vision? Is it a little bit of everything, movies, you know, or, or is there certain styles that, you know, because I know you were also very heavily influenced by Gary Hart. You know, it's, it's, it depends on where we are. Like, I try to book out, you know, 18, 24 months, and of course, a lot of things will change, but you want to have kind of the, the roadmap. The, the thing that you can't, you know, you, you want to, I book for heat and I love it. And that's what Gary taught me. And, you know, guys like dream always book for heat and stuff. And, 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 you know, Vince books a little differently. Uh, it's a monster Sullivan. machine and, and, and yeah. And, and, and you know, you, everyone has their own way. My thing is like how I booked up until the pandemic was radically different from how I booked during a pandemic because you're not drawing houses. You're kind of in, uh, sustain mode, not in like growth mode. You're not, you know, building, you can't really build the same. You're not selling tickets. You don't have crowds react off. So if you're designed, if your system designed around booking heat, you have to do things a little differently. Uh, and you have to get a little weird and you also want to prevent or sustain feuds. So, you know, you don't want to do your big money matches like, uh, you know, doing big, crazy, you know, big money stuff with no fans. It didn't make sense. So you have to find a path to keep the product entertaining, but do it differently. Uh, and there's no real you know, guidebook for that. There's no book. How do you book in an empty arena, you know, cycle six to eight months to a year. Uh, when we went in, we've done it. We did like an empty arena match with NJF uh, actually right before the pandemic hit. It aired after the pandemic hit. So when you went into that idea, the idea was, oh, let's do an empty arena match. It's fun. You know, you think of Funk and Lawler, of course. And by the time it aired, everyone was doing empty arena. Like, well, shit, that wasn't really interesting at all. Not because of what they did. It's just like the right. when they did concept it. of an empty arena didn't mean shit. Right. And um, let me ask you one last question before we get out of here. How long, hopefully nothing happens to him, but how long before we're on a dark side of the ring talking about Teddy? Nothing? Oh, <laughs> man. You know, this story is such a sad, you know, weird story, right? Complicated right. guy. And, and at the same time, it's like you, you, you look at him and it's like you see what, how he's re looked at today, right? And especially yeah. after WrestleMania weekend. There was that was very sad. And yeah. It, it's just, you know, it is what it is. He made a lot of bad decisions and did a lot of bad things. And it's the accumulation of it. Um, you know, having known Teddy for about 20 years, you know, it's like – you try to see the, the like the whole picture and the, this guy's journey, and you know at the same time it's, it started out so tragic, really, with 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 his his brother dying of a really horrible 
uh, disease and, and seeing your, your, your brother basically, you know, limb by limb get cut off because he has bacteria disease where he eats the flesh. Uh, and then he loses an uncle, then he loses another uncle and, you know, just a really complicated life. And then he comes, then he gets into wrestling really big. And, you know, this, like he had a lot of opportunities to do a lot of amazing things because he had extraordinary talent. And of course, he had, he had two, he had two dances with WWE. He, you know, he had an opportunity with, with me, with you a few times. And, you know, I believe in second chances. I gave him a second chance. Um, you know, and a third, I think and a times, fourth, and a fifth. Yeah. yeah. And I think this I think it's a guy that, you know, there there is a moment definitely where he has some remorse on things, but then whatever happens, he, he has the blinders on and then more bad decisions follow. And it's just like unfortunately, it's a series of these things repeating itself and you know it, it seems in the last year it's really escalated and it's gotten even darker and more complex and crazy and it's I don't know what to say other than that. It's just you know, it, all right. It, let me let it's, let, it's let I I, I want to as uh, before you start plugging where where we can find you and where your shows are at, I just want to tell everybody. Court recommended to me this series called Gamora, which is about the mafia, <laughs> like in Naples. And it is fucking excellent. Highly recommend. Not Naples, Florida. N Naples, Italy. But yes, <laughs> yes it Naples, is a Italy. great show. <laughs> so probably be a spinoff in Naples, Florida. But yeah, that one is a great show on HBO Max. And you know, you want to talk about a good pandemic binge. That show is fantastic. Really and they have one more season going. And it, it's all, it's, you can watch it with subtitles. Trust me, don't watch it with the voiceover stuff. Right. Right, that show right, is legit. If, if you like The Godfather, if you like Narcos, if you like The Sopranos, this thing has all that and then some great acting and stuff. And uh, my and favorite, maybe works. one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> and, and, so, and some interesting hairstyles. Right. We kept texting. What do you think of Mohawk? What do you think of this guy? What do you think is going to happen here? <laughs> really, really good well, shit. Yeah. And to your point, though, it's like when you look at stuff that's going to influence you and your product, Right. Oh, I definitely for the next cycle of MLW when, when our new season kicks off, there's definitely some influence from the Gamora because there's some incredible storylines, characters, some some of the uh, the women in the show are fascinating. Uh, how you can find levity and in, like intense characters in this one moment without blowing off their heat. I mean, it's they're masters of that, and I, that's the other thing the pandemic's allowed me to just watch other shit from other countries. I'm like, oh man, I got to watch some more stuff from other countries. It blows away a lot of the stuff here in the states. Right. The foreign shit is always better because they don't got CGI and all these special effects to lean back on. You got to give good stories and good acting. Yeah. It, um, yeah. Very pure. Um, OK. So where can people find you? Where can they watch your product? Boom. Shoot your shot. All right. You can get me on Twitter at Court Bauer. You can get MLW on Twitter at MLW on Facebook at Major League Wrestling on Instagram at Major League Wrestling on YouTube at Major League Wrestling. All of our shows are available to, to binge and watch. Now more than ever, it's a good time to catch up on MLW because we're about to blow up on Vice. You can catch us on The Zone, Fubo Sports Network. We're in 20-plus countries and counting. And there's going to be some other stuff dropping soon. But the world of MLW never stops. We're the best-kept secret in the game. All the promoters copy our shit. They want our talent. Why? Because we're doing this shit right, and they don't want you to find out about us. So being on this thing, the promoters are watching us. You should watch us, too, because we're the real shit. Yo, check him out. And when he says he's got some good shit coming up, you can take that to the Blanco. My boy Nino Blanco. How'd you like that, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> Going out strong. <laughs> Yo, thank you for being. I'll keep it at 100, Court. Boom! Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Conan, guess what? Yo, what up? Boom. Flowers are blooming. The grass is growing and it's time to chop the weeds. <laughs> and thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped, you can trim your holes safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for our audience. Use code K100 to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the other 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They're here to make sure you're trimmed and smelly nice. After all, it's time for spring cleaning. So here we go. Spring has sprung, and Manscaped has the best tools to get you ready. Manscaped are the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming have forever changed the grooming game with their amazing products. They're here to help you with your above-the-waist holes, too. Have you heard of their Weed Whacker? This is a great product. But the nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. I get this because I get I get nose hair, so so definitely it's, it's, great, it's great for me. And there's nothing more gross than nose hairs flying in the wind. The Premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. It means it gets it chops it up. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Speaking of incredible hygiene, Manscaped has formulations to keep you fresh and ready for everything that comes your way all day. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. So guys, if you're going on a date, you need this. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial so your balls stop sticking to your leg. That's the legit worst, and that is true. There's nothing more annoying than sweaty balls. And you'll also find the Crop Reviver, spray-on toner for your balls, which will keep you smelling fresh down there just like spring flowers. Speaking of smelling fresh, complete your grooming game this spring with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. This stuff is legit and will have you smelling like royalty. The cologne is light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways, and you'll be the talk of the next quarantine, Hank. Smell good, feel good this spring. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code K100, that's K100, at manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code K100 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping, free shipping with the code K100 at manscaped.com. It's spring cleaning, baby, and your balls will thank you. Plus, the great thing about this, bro, it comes with these anti-chafing shorts, which are incredible. I don't know if they sell those separately, but they should. And, uh, and you can also, if you buy two of these, you can use it for... You know, your hair, your face, uh, under your arms, men, women. So, I mean, this thing is outstanding. It's one of our favorite products that we have here on the show. And one of the great things, like Disco said, no nicks. Yeah, as it's getting warmer, I mean, now's a great time, too, to use their crop preserver, the, the anti-chafing ball deodorant. I have it right here, and it uh, it works. It makes you smell good, and you're not going to get that... Uh, 
you know, chub rub or uh, whatever you want to call it. It's it's very handy in the summertime. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, make sure you get this. I mean, it's very uh, high quality material. You know what I'm saying? And um, uh, it's convenient and uh, and everybody shaves. So why not buy the best in the game? You know, Manscaped, get your trim on. Boom. Chris, do you remember the time that we were in, uh, I don't know if it was Sudan or Qatar or Ethiopia. What? No, it was Sudan or, or Qatar. And uh, somebody from the embassy had come up to you and told you that you shouldn't wrestle or something like that. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we were in Sudan. Yeah, and uh, we were all worried, right? We were stressing that there was some kind of... What was it, though? I don't remember what was She was it. just it was telling always- you that the United States government didn't have any relations with Sudan and what... And you shouldn't wrestle. And we were like, fuck that. Yeah. We're already here. Yeah. What do you want yeah. us to do? Turn around and leave? Because you got beef with the government? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, exactly what happened. You must have really been high again. And I'm usually higher than you. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I remember, like, yeah, with somebody from the American, the United States consulate, I think. Yeah. Who yeah. had went to an appearance. I remember that. I'm just remembering trying to figure out what happened after that and like if we had any kind of debate amongst us i can't remember that thing. yeah well you had come back and said hey you know that our government doesn't have relations with this government and they're not really doing business and they say that there could be problems and we shouldn't be here and we were like fuck uh, that we're wrestlers yeah. bro we didn't travel 17 hours to turn around and go back you know what i'm I saying got, you know what though let me tell you let me tell you something that's, yeah. a, that's a good point they make though because yeah. what if, like, you're going over a country, there's no relations. Right. It's just some promoters bringing you guys over and everything, right? What, who would have protected you guys if the guy didn't want to pay you? Yeah, nobody. Or, or that, if, like, that, that happened to me once when I went to Lebanon, uh, and uh, I had gone there with our boy Frankie Kazarian, okay? I think Stevie Ray was on that, too. Uh, but anyways, so we went there, and the fucking promoter, the first night, he dipped out. He just fucking took the money and left. And we had like a tour of four days. So we had to actually go man the box office, sell tickets ourselves, divide the money amongst ourselves. And then when we went to the... Then when Are we you went, serious? Yes. Wow. Then, like, then when we, so who, who manned the box office? Us and some Lebanese cats. And fucking... And then we went, <laughs> we went, to, the, we went to the embassy... And we went to the embassy, and they're like, where's your contract? <laughs> we're like, we don't have one. They were like, you're fucked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's unbelievable. You guys yeah. went through all You went through all that. That was like an organized effort to salvage the whole show, Yeah, right? no, bro. And then a real shoot fight broke out in the dressing room because, like, the Lebanese don't get along with the Syrians as a shoot. We didn't know that. Oh, you yeah, know, and yeah. Guys came in with machine guns. Bro, it was yeah. fucking, it was, it was <laughs> wild. Here, you hear people. People don't even know, like, the, when you travel and we do the sh- like shows in these places, the international yeah. politics, like, yeah. you feel it, man. Right. Like, you right. feel it. Bro, like, you can't even talk he- to women there. That's mega heat. Mega heat. Yeah. Yeah. Have you yeah, guys yeah, wrestled? Like, I've never, I've never toured. So I've been in Europe, you know, been in Asia. Um, I've never toured Middle, Middle East. Like I've never never no. been to like to see like these like India and stuff and like I've never I've never been places like that. But I hear stories like when guys go there and like they're cutting promos and they're like cutting promos on the on the local on the, on the people and like the government officials will come to them and like to tell them like like they want to arrest them. You know, right, because like, they don't know it's a work. Yeah, they right, don't know it's right. a work. Yeah. You know, it's like it's, it's really and risky. it's real good heat, right, Chris? Real good heat. 
Like the people get, they get mad over just about anything. You don't really have to work that hard like in the States. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I think they, they buy into it a little right. more. Like they don't really know, you know, they think uh, they kind of take it as a shoot. It's kind of like, uh, you know, some Southern crowds you'll still get like right. that too, who kind of buy into it. And it's a lot of fun when they still buy into it like that. You know what I mean? Because it's not as much of, uh, I don't know how to say it, but it's just more, you know, they want to cheer the good guys, boo the bad guys. And, you know, they're, yeah, you know, they're the red, it. the red, the, the old school redneck rural towns down south are all still like that. You know, yeah, they have the good, the I mean. good basic, the, the heel baby crowd that just gets in, you know, because the promoter just runs for the same people all the time and they're running those shows for 30 years and stuff and the crowd never yeah. changes. It's always fun, it's always fun to work in front of crowds like that, you know? Yeah, and they don't chant. The difference is, is they're not the type of crowd that just chant, this is awesome, who, right. who's looking. Right. And I'm not dogging that crowd either because, I mean, it's fun. As long as you've got a live crowd that's alive, that's all you want. But, uh, you know, yeah, they're more kind of, yeah, they just buy into if you're a heel and you come out and you're telling everybody to fuck off or whatever. I, I don't know. I think you guys curse on here a bit, but um, <laughs> you know, you uh, that's enough. But, you know, they hate you, so yeah, it's just Yo, you know, Chris, that part's fun. Do you remember the rock group Lover Boy? Uh, no. Okay. Should I? Uh, well, this joke will make a lot more sense if you did. You might want to look at one of, <laughs> one of their album the covers. But look at Disco's Loverboy uh, headband. The headband very, yeah. yes. I was going to say, I, I was going to make reference to that. I, like, I can barely even recognize you with the headband. Yeah, I get, and the glasses now. I'm wearing glasses. I always try to look like a, like a little bit like the out-of-touch guy still. Yeah, oh, you do a good job of that. You do a good job of that. Now, Chris, what's yeah. up, man? Oh. I see you're working with our boy Nick Aldis uh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, in uh, NWA. When did you start there? I think it must have been recent because I've been following and I hadn't seen you. And what role are you playing there? Are you doing anything behind the scenes? Because I've seen they've used a lot of the boys behind the scenes. What, what are you up to? Uh, well, I got contacted, you know, NWA initially reached out and I got to give props to Nick cause he had recommended it, but they, you know, um, Dave Lagana had reached out to me before the pandemic, but obviously then the pandemic happened. Dave Lagana is no longer with the company. So that kind of got put on pause, but now um, had you worked with this guy in WWE before Lagana? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, uh, you know, he was on SmackDown while I was on Raw, so I was very aware of Dave Lagan. I've been around him plenty, had conversations, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, you know, so then you fast forward to just uh, maybe about two months ago and Pat Kenny, Kate Kenny, I think that's how you say his last name. Simon Sorry, Diamond? Pat. Yeah, Simon Diamond. Is he, uh, is he working behind the scenes? You guys are in trouble. You guys are in big <laughs> trouble. Simon Diamond. What's he yeah, doing yeah, there? Yeah. Uh, I think running it pretty much. Really? I mean, wow. He, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, he had reached out to me, and um, I don't think I'd had many interactions with him before that. But uh, you know, guy. just asking me if I asking me if I was interested, and um, I was definitely interested. I like what NWA is. Uh, I like the uh, the old school feel, kind of the studio wrestling, and like you know, even it's fun kind of sitting here and even talking to you two guys because uh, I mean, it's not outside of saying that. Like, I, even when I watch wrestling today. I'm watching wrestling mainly from you guys' generation. Right. You know what I mean? Because I love, I love what you guys did. I love that era in the business. It's probably because I'm partial to it because that's when I grew up as a fan just watching right. it. So, like, even to this day, I, when I watch stuff back, I'll watch old stuff. But, um, you know, so I was, I was excited about the opportunity. You know, it's a great – it's a good platform for me, too. I mean, I haven't been on anything 
uh, that's been on, um, you know, television since Impact Wrestling. When, uh, you know, I was up there with uh, you for a while. Like, but what, you know, but so, what was uh, the deal there? They, they just wanted you to be like Drake's manager. That was it. I had read that somewhere, but I don't know if it was true. Well, I don't know what the ultimate plan was. I was hoping that there would be something we could kind of uh, spin that off to where Eli could uh, maybe turn babyface and I could remain heel and then work a program like that. Because you saw how, uh, you know, Eli's whole thing was just catching on anyway. So it just made sense that eventually he would probably turn. And so that was kind of like a best case scenario. But in the meantime, I just felt like I was being a cheerleader to him. And nothing against Eli, because or uh, bro, let me let me tell you that same shit, bro. The same shit happened with Homicide when we started LAX. Santana and Ortiz were wrestling, and he was just ringside with me, and he was hot as a motherfucker. He was like, "Yeah, I feel like a cheerleader." I go, "Bro, right now, let's just play our role, and we'll bring you in little by little." I assume, but they never really brought him in. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when you're when you 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 can still go, you want to go. You don't want to be out there fucking spending. You know what I'm saying? You only have so many years, right? You're, you know, fuck. Well, a number of things happened. It wasn't even just that. It was the, you know, the money for me, at least personally, got cut. So, I mean, you know, when you're not happy with what you're doing and you're not happy, the cash and creative, like, they, right. you know, like JR's so, oh, you're not, yeah, JR yeah, if you're not happy with either one of those, there's no point. You know what I mean? Right. You got to be happy with at least one or the other. But the thing is, is maybe the Eli Drake thing would have turned into something. So I can't even take a shot there because like but there, it wasn't explained to me like i hadn't spoken to anybody that was just my assumption looking at what was happening i'm like okay so maybe this can happen and you know like i said eli turned face so um so anyway so right now you're are you working behind the scenes in nwa i don't know if you did answer that or not oh no 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 uh but just it's funny to say that. I mean, yeah i'm just telling now but I, i'm glad you actually bring that up because one thing i looking to do as i get older here now i'm 38 although i still you know feel like i can wrestle for quite a few more years i'm healthy but um you know i've been interested in uh, getting into producing uh, you know what we used to call agenting just because uh it's fun the creative process of putting matches together it's fun it's fun to bounce ideas off of each other and then have that guy there who can like you know sometimes like i have I don't know. For me, half the fun is sometimes is creating when you got somebody that's easy to create with and, and kind of things just work. And uh, you know what I mean? Like, like everything just kind of flows in the match. And, and so I'm interested in that part, but I'm not doing that in NWA. So far, I'm just uh, talent for NWA. And as far as what I've been doing on the show, uh, I'm uh, flirting or strictly business is flirting with me but i'm not officially a part of the group because i don't have a jacket <laughs> okay who's strictly no, you, need to, you need to get it like these days you need to get in a group that's ah, the thing these yeah. everybody's got to be in a group right just organize a group they yeah. might have an nwa group soon what, yeah, what right? is, who is who's strictly business uh nick aldis bram and um camila and oh is that their name right yeah and then uh yeah, so I mean that's the group. I think there might have been. Yeah, you were fitting great there. there, bro. Uh, well, I mean, I you know, Bram is amazing. Thomas Latimer. I mean, he's just. Uh, I've been over in the UK with him quite a few times. Yeah, he's got a he's great. He's just. He's amazing, and and Nick has been like Nick has just been. He's got it together, man. Like he's put the whole package together when it comes to promo, working presence, all that stuff. And I think he's really carrying the flag for NWA well, uh, and. Uh, 
Yeah, it's two. It's it's a nice little alliance, you know what I mean? And it's worked out pretty good so far. So let me ask you a question, because I remember that I used to watch the show every week. I don't know where I was watching it, but now I think you have to pay to watch it. What's what's the deal? What's going on with NWA? Yeah, how, how do you watch it? There's a it's a subscription service with Fight TV, but it's only like four ninety five for I believe the. Can month. you get me a link so, for that, Joe? <laughs> uh, Nick, Nick, <laughs> Nick, Nick took, already gave us a link. Nick took care I, of you. Yeah, I don't. Know, I haven't gotten it. Yeah, he said. But he I mean, for, rest, for wrestling yeah. fans, I mean, yeah. that's obviously a, that's a really affordable price, yeah. and uh, you know, it's just as a wrestling fan, I mean, it's another place where you can watch and you can kind of get. Uh, you know, I just feel like I, you know, what we're doing is old school, yes, as far as presentation, but it's almost new school in terms of it hasn't been done in so long. You guys know how this is. I mean. Things get kind of recycled. It feels like like every 10 years or so. Like it took 10 years for somebody to use the full Nelson again on WWE. Now Bobby right, Lashley right, is using it. Right. And there was another good example of this. Uh, you know, sometimes they do it before what that. What did he you know, used to call it? The master lock, right? Master lock. Yeah, yeah the master yeah. lock, not the hurt lock. Yeah. But Bobby, right. you know, Bobby, you know, people ask me about this and my, my Twitter blows up, especially initially when he was doing it. But I mean, Bobby was the guy to break the master lock. So it really kind of just makes sense. You know what I mean? Plus, he's a hell of a guy, and he's paid his dues. Yeah, but, I mean, also, he's just a physical specimen. So, I mean, like, it all Which you can appreciate. That guy looks like a comic book character. So, wait, so here are the four. So so all of the guys that have used the the, the full Nelson as a finish. And there's been, you had Ken Patera. Yeah, the strongest man. Superstar Billy Graham. Hercules. Was was a world champion. You got, uh, and you got... Chris and you got and you got Bobby Lashley, so I saw that it is no, a belief. Warlord. Like it Warlord. Warlord, Warlord, too. Warlord, yeah, too. Right. So there's no reason to <laughs> yeah. think this isn't this is a, show, a phony finish, like just because it's old school, oh, no, like it's just legit. it's just yeah. because a lot of people it's haven't legit. done it before. You right. know, so yeah. like it's five guys, and it's like right. yeah, it's a, it's a good look. Yeah, and like they always say, Chris, what's what's old is new again, right? If you haven't seen it a long time, it's new to you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. But it, to go to go to what you're saying, Disco Man. Yeah, I mean it's legit. I mean, I coincidentally, I, I told this story before, but before I got into wrestling, I used it as like a bouncer at yeah, clubs you, to restrain and, guys. Shoot, and, everybody, everybody knows it hurts for for yeah. a shoot. You know, you have to put it full Nelson, and you can totally you're, you're control yeah. the guy from that position too. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so give me some names of that we should be looking for in NW because the rosters kind of changed a lot. I th- a little bit since I last saw it. Um, who should we be looking out for? Because like Eli's now oh. LA Knight and Eddie Kingston's in yeah. AEW, and so you've had a couple people. Uh, Ricky Starks, well, is in a, yeah, Ricky Starks. Few, the, yeah, there's still some names that you would know. Like uh, you know, this last taping I was at, Matt Cross was there. I'm right. sure uh, you he's guys good. remember Matt, yeah, Lucha Matt Cross traveled. Yeah, yeah, he's he's traveled. Yeah, Lucha Underground, exactly. Right. But he's wrestled in every country and you know all over the world. Yeah, hell of and, a uh, dude too. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites, man. I've known him since back in NWE when we used to tour around Spain in like uh, 2008. Some of the funnest tours. But um, also uh, the Pope's there. Uh, yes. You remember the Pope? Yeah, the, yep, from TNA. Had, yeah, exactly. He had some uh, really – He's great. Him and, Matt, him and Matt Cross had a really awesome match, which I don't think is aired yet. But um, they had a heck of a match. Aaron Stevens is, is kind of reinvigorated. I don't know what the word is. Uh, reinvented uh, itself. Reinvigorated. Yeah, yeah. reinvigorated. Well, reinvigorated. Yeah, I reinvigorated Aaron, Aaron Stevens, you know, which is, is nice to see. You know, is he the guy that guy. used to come out as the karate guy or with the question mark yes. guy? 
Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very funny. He, and in WWE, he was Damian Sandow. He was Sandow, right, yeah. Sandow but he was like the performance yep, then, artist character. He was doing like yeah, yeah, anything, the savior he of the day. He was funny. He was he very do funny. everything. You know? One of the yeah. funniest guys you'll ever meet in your life. I've known him since OVW, so we go back to the very beginning. He lived in the same apartment, literally right below me. So uh, I got a lot of you know roots over here that are it's you know it's kind of fun to be with these guys. And then obviously Trevor Murdoch, who's uh, you know another guy like he. I just like a Dick Murdoch type of guy. You know what's cool about seeing that? You know what's cool about Aaron Stevens is that wrestling today has so much cartoonish bad comedy, right? But he was one of the guys when he did it was good. He was funny, you know, <laughs> so like that. Like everything he did was just like naked. You could tell this was a naturally funny guy. And it's funny, like wrestling today, they try to do comedy with guys that don't come across as funny at all. You know what I'm saying? So he's but no. It's, and it's, the worst it's, part is everybody tries too hard to be funny, and they're not. Right. But go ahead. Have you guys been around Damian Sandow, or have you guys not? Like, no, been I don't know. Him. I've had two interactions. Oh, I've had, I ate lunch with them one time when these wrestling conventions sat with them, but I've and done, the other know. one was at a bathhouse. But we won't get into oh, that. That's, that's very disrespectful. <laughs> that's, <laughs> oh no, he's you guys would be. You, he's just one of the funniest dudes. You know what I mean? Like if you just spend some time around him and watch him interact and the way he carries himself, yeah, and carries yeah. himself. It's just he's well, translates on but, TV. Uh, Is homicide there? Uh, yeah, well, he was a producer, actually, for uh, one of my matches, coincidentally. That's like the guy it. I was thinking about, yeah. <laughs> He's awesome, too. Well, bro, you oh, got yeah. it. He, he was great, man. He was a great uh, He was a great producer for us, too, man. Like, just, I loved, uh, you know, creating with him. It was amazing. Well, let me tell uh, you. I'm trying to. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Any young, any young cats coming up that you, that we should look out for? Uh just in the whole wrestling landscape? No, in NWA. Or is it yeah. mostly old school guys? Uh, Give us a guy that. that the fans haven't seen probably, unless they turn on NWA and like, you guys got a guy from the Indies that nobody really knows about, but you say this guy's going to be very talented. Yeah, I'm trying to think on that. I mean, I feel like most of the people on our program are kind of established. Although actually there is a guy that I worked a tag team match. Oh man, but his, you know what? His name, uh, is eluding me at this time. That's but, tremendous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you send this guy, wait a minute, Nick, you send this guy to our show to promote your show and he can't remember your young talent. All and right, he tagged with. Come yeah. on, man. Come on, man. But you're a smoker. You're a smoker like me, so, bro, you can forget it all you want. We're going to start spinning that you've got CTE. That's why you couldn't remember the wrestlers on the show and stuff. So. <laughs> Uh, no, I worked at good, good, Chris, match, but I, I do, you, do you remember the last time I ran into you? Uh, I feel like we were either in we were either in Vegas or L.A. I was trying L.A. To L.A. About. I never I I've never go to L.A. hardly. I went to L.A. and I was with yeah. some friends of mine. It, it was a Monday night, and they were that are going to Monday night in L.A. because I'm not in the scene there. You know, they go let's go to yeah. the Rainbow Room. So I go to oh, go to yeah, the Rainbow Room the right last there. Time? Right there on the yeah, right there on the porch. I see you. You and I walk up. It's like I don't know anybody in L.A. I walk up. And you're you're yeah. the first three people I see. You and Ryan Shamrock and uh and and um, and X Pac. And, and so we just hung yeah. out. Everything. I got this cool. I came to a place. I actually know people here. Then I went inside and Chuck Zito was in there. You know. Oh, yeah, so, it was so, yeah. So I was like, I can't believe I went out in L.A. The, the random place. I you know, and I see on a, a bunch Monday. of people on, on a Monday night in, in, in L.A. Yeah. You know what's funny cool. is you so casually walked up to us that I just felt like it was a regular uh, another day for you. You know what I mean? Like maybe you uh, hang out there quite a bro, bit or you, something. 
I, I walked up. I'm in the other have they have they have the porch. So there's a rail. You're walking alongside of the porch before you you go to turn into the club. Right. And you guys are at a table right there. You guys were smoking weed. <laughs> I was going like, is that the way they can do this here? I was like, that's, that's hysterical. So I went out, I took a couple hits and everything. You know and all that. I was like, this is, yeah, this is like, you know, this is Pac's pretty funny. Birthday too. That was a uh, Walt. That's right. It was Pac's birthday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause you I know remember that. we were, yeah, we were celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, I mean, Pac took me there too, uh, yeah. to the rainbow room. And on the day I went, fun. Chuck Zito was also there. Yeah, and so was uh, <laughs> so like the was, place uh, hang out, I guess, right? The Rainbow Room, you know. So was uh, yeah. you'll like this one being from L.A. Be real from Cypress Hill. Oh wow, that's awesome! You got to hang out with him, or he was just, yes, and we partook happy. in some uh, cannabis. I need to make sure it was a real uh, thing, so we all smoked awesome. out there on the porch. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yes, yeah, he's, he's uh, smoking on the porch. Legend, I'm, I'm looking at a story right now. This is this is fantastic. What an idea this is. Um, you know, like like there, there's some vaccination hesitancy in the United States right now. Some of the people, right? Right. Marijuana. This is a New York Post. Marijuana activists will hand out free joint to vaccinated New Yorkers on 420. <laughs> 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 it's not a bad idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> get people to get the vaccine. But um, uh, Chris, so let us know uh, where can people find you one more uh, time? Where people can find the NWA. Uh, and all that. Uh, okay, so for the NWA, it's uh, every Tuesday at 6.05 p.m. on uh, the Fight, Fight TV, so you have to uh, get a subscription to Fight. And then um, to reach me, I'm at uh, Chris Adonis on Twitter, on Instagram at ChrisMasters310. All right, man. We're going to have you on uh, when you have a little bit more time to get a little bit more into your career and all that. And also talk about yeah. the time that you went to Mexico <laughs> uh, over there oh, in uh, Ciudad Juarez. You're about the time I got hurt? Yeah. Yes. Uh, do yes. you remember that? Oh, that was I terrible. I do remember ACL. that. Yes. Yes. ACL. Yes. Um, all right, Chris. It, it's a pleasure seeing you once again, and I want to thank you for being on Keeping It 100. Boom. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Conan, I got a question for you. Yo, what up? Did you uh, gain some weight during the uh, quarantine? Uh, I, yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, were you ordering too much takeout? I'm just eating the wrong foods. Yeah, me too. Heading for the snack cabinet too often? Loading up yes. on sweet ones? like sweet? Yeah, it's hot. Well, there's no better time uh, than now to lose weight and feel great and start anew with the country starting to open back up. And You know, I know you probably don't have the energy you once did and you probably want to drop a few pounds. And Nutrisystem is a way to get back on track. Okay? Yeah. Nutrisystem is simple and convenient with delicious meals delivered right to your door with little to no meal prep required. Millions of people have lost weight with Nutrisystem. 
Uh, the best foods for me with nutritious, I love these. These are delicious. The Mediterranean flat, flatbread is absolutely delicious. The mushroom bolognese, absolutely delicious. And also the Italian sausage and turkey pepperoni pizza. The best thing about Nutrisystem that I like about it is the red sauce, because I like a lot of Italian food. The right. red sauce is delicious, right? And it offers perfectly portioned foods delivered right to your door. That means no shopping in busy grocery stores. With Nutrisystem, you can lose up to 18 pounds in your first two months. Our good friend Mark Madden, been a Nutrisystem uh, uh, subscriber for years, and his last cycle, he lost 23 pounds in two months. The plan is clinically proven to put your body in fat burning mode and helps you achieve safe and healthy weight loss. Nutrisystem helps you lose weight and learn how to keep it off. They have a top-rated app called Numi for extra motivation to help you stay on track, and they, they deliver unlimited one-on-one coaching. It's completely science-based. Order Nutrisystem now. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash Conan. That's N-U-T-R-I-S-Y-S-T-E-M dot com slash K-O-N-A-N to get... And, bro, this is ridiculous. They're giving you 50% off. Nice. You see these other products we do? What are the deals? 10%, 20%, 20%, 25%, It's a no-brainer. You're getting two for the price of one to give it a shot. What are, what are some of the stuff, Joe, that you like that... Because uh, all three of us on this Nutrisystem plan right now... Yeah, I like they sent a lot of uh, you know bars for for breakfast and lunch. Like some there's some granola, there's you know honey nut, there's a lot of lot of good ones, and uh, it, it all tastes really good. I also uh, I've been using the uh, Body Select Shake, the protein and probiotic shake, uh, pretty much every day, and it tastes good. You know, it, if you have like a craving for something sweet, or if you're hungry through the day, you don't think like uh, your breakfast held up, just have one of these shakes. Not only is it a part of the system, but since it's a probiotic, it'll be good for uh, digestion as well. Plus, the great thing is they break it all up to you, so they'll say this you can have for breakfast, this is what you have for lunch, snacks, dinner, and it isn't like food that you're not going to like. It's all very tasty. Like, for example, they have um, uh, the flatbreads that, you know, um, Disco was talking about, which tastes delicious, smoothies, chocolate muffins for mm-hmm. breakfast, granola, cereal, waffles, right, cinnamon roll, you know, lunch, hamburger, grilled cheese sandwich, mm-hmm. uh, soup, sn- snacks, they have uh, ice cream sandwich, so I mean... It's a really good deal. Yeah, you're eating Check. good food. It's not like yeah. you, you, it's right. not like you can't. You're, you're a restrictive diet with food you don't like and stuff. Right. And bro, they have they have a lot of good food on this. Plus, it's fifty percent right. off, and this box comes so loaded with stuff that you could actually like skip the grocery store bro, for a week or more. I couldn't believe how know? much stuff they sent us. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So so um, uh, check it out. You know, uh, get in shape for your health, for your vanity, for. Just looking good, fitting in, into clothes, and looking sharp and nice. You know what I'm saying? Or for significant others. So check out Nutrisystem. Boom. Respetable público, lucharán dos de tres caídas sin límite de tiempo. En esta esquina, el Santo y You know what I think we should do, Conan, uh, Kleinrock? You should send Conan a box of toys. So, because he's got a lot of space behind him there, like a lot of. If Conan, do you know that if you you take a if you get a drawer like a desk, a 
like a stand or something hey. and put it behind you against that wall. There's nothing on that wall. You could put some toys and stuff on the wall. What toys would I put up? There's I don't wrestling I don't, toys, you know, like stuff like, like all the other. Let me let me tell you something like, real quick. And this is a shoot. I've never collected like figures and collectibles and all that. Like I do. Even when have, you were younger, uh, like like the stuff that he has. No, what, bro. What did you play with growing up? Fucking, I played outside, like in the street and shit. Yeah, rocks and sticks and and yeah. dangerous. Shit. You know, for you played street football, basketball. <laughs> you're getting into trouble. Like you know, I wasn't at home. Like I think when I was eight years old, that I had like a cowboy and Indian set type thing. But like, I wasn't never played with figurines. I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah, but like, I, I have. But- no, I do have. Now, classic like, Conan uh, and classic Paraguayo. Uh, yeah. Like lo- like these came out in ninety ninety four, I think. Right. These now are, things like that really things like 90. that things like that, like the company gave me one or something like that. I have yeah. them like as a you know, just yeah. something nice to remember your career by, but I don't have them like in boxes and all set up and they have names and shit and we fucking fig bats and <laughs> I would say know. fig bats, no no fig bats, no. No fig bats yet. <laughs> <laughs> I have to I have to talk to Eric at Boss Fight and be like, hey, you know what? We don't have. We've got barbed wire. We got tables. We got all this stuff. We need no, to but get, we need here's, to go back. No, but the funny the part about bath. here's a funny part, Kevin. When I first heard fig bath, you know what I thought it was? That they took a bath with the fucking things, you know. And I was I'm like, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the Zack Ryder did do that at least once. That's correct. <laughs> that is correct. <clears throat> now then, I wasn't too far off. And I think, but, I think maybe on on his see now, if he was smart, he'd get Chelsea to do that on his Patreon, and then maybe you know they'd be able to do something. <laughs> you know, the other day they had this. You know, that was, very, that was very sexist. It was not sexist. I mean, it was the, sexist. Uh, it's not. She does a bikini picture of the day on her Instagram. I don't think that it's, it's a far stretch to say that that as his wife, uh, you know, a girlfriend that that keep uh, digging that hole. She could be contributing to his <laughs> Patreon. But uh, the other day, I saw him on this. He had like a little clip on his page where him and some other guys were talking about figurines, and I just put it on there just to hear what he was saying. Yeah. He should just – why doesn't he make his own fucking dolls? Because he was kind of complaining about oh, they do. They, they do, yeah. Oh, they do? They do, yeah. They, they have – I mean, they have turned that major figures uh, business into – I mean, they. I think they're, they're doing the live events now, like, you know, like, like live podcasts. They did a pay-per-view, like uh, actual show, like a wrestling show from – uh, maybe the creator wrestle. I don't know uh, exactly what figures they make. Kevin, you might be able to tell me on this, but don't they make like the little, there used to be these little ones like about four inches tall when I was a kid that everyone still tries to collect. Uh, I can't remember who made them. You know what I'm talking about? The plastic ones. The Hasbro. The Hasbro. Like, like the Hasbro? So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. don't they work with a company that makes Hasbro style figures so they yeah. look like, the, yeah. Yeah. That's good, they, man. They, they parlayed something they love into something they can make money out of. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I saw yeah. there's some company in uh, there's some company in England that makes them like that. They just put out a a pack for the Blue Meanie podcast or something too. So, they did, yeah, they did. They're, and they're doing like um, Dynamite Kid, and there's a couple companies. There's one called Zombie Sailor Toys that signed up like Sabu and uh, Sabu. a bunch of other uh, you know bunch of other guys. And then there's one over in England. That's doing uh, them as well, like that. Um, yeah, it's Yo, let, let's Hasbro start this thing. off on some ragamuffin shit. Yo, we're back to Disco's favorite segment of the show, the Mass Republic Minute. What it do, Kevin? Boom. Let me ask you a question, Clamrock. What does Cinco de Mayo plus Conan equal? Wow. See, you're, you're falling wrong. So I can't talk about it yet, but on Cinco de Mayo, 
There's going to be something Conan related. It's going to be yes. It might it might get announced right before it, but definitely on Cinco de Mayo, there's going to be something Conan related. I, I I know that it's going to be the first time that a luchador has ever done something like this, and it might be the time the first time that anyone a pro wrestler has done anything like this. Uh, but yeah, so so this is my this is my warning, my message to. Uh, all of the Keeping It 100 audience, you're going to want to follow this. Follow Master Public. Follow Conan, uh, you know, on Twitter. Keep an eye out uh, because it's going to be – It's going to be. This uh, will get heat with disco, but I'm going to embrace the nerd culture. Very nice. That's a fair way. Very that's nice. a fair way. So right. we'll, uh, can't bite them anymore. I might, I might be able to uh, – listen, this is the way that I've been describing it to a lot of people, Conan. Whether you are super into it or not, you, me, anyone, right, right now there is demand for it, right. so we're going to supply it. Right. That's 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 what that's going but on. But this is so. the thing you're talking about—the completely ambiguous thing that you're not yes. allowed to announce. Yes, right. So we just yes. spent two minutes uh, talking about something that you're not—you can't announce. You wasted two minutes of our time already. Get into some news. This was Get into some news. Okay. Get into I, some news. You're wasted. You've completely wasted our time, Kevin. Here. I should unless have, you come I, up with a, with a with a hint or a clue, we're not discussing this anymore. Kevin, I should have warned you before you came on, but Disco is is grouchy today. Just it's a little. A you can't. You can't. You can't come on here, okay? And like, I, I announced that you're going to have an announcement. That's just. I did it. This, this okay. Is Disco. Okay. Take a step back. The Patreon members who are watching the video feed. I was just putting up like a little a little teaser for them. You're the one that brought it up and made us talk about it for two minutes. So let's move on. Next, Conan, this Saturday, live on space uh, throughout Latin America and Mexico. My space? On cable. What? From space? From my space? Space TV. No, space, space TV, <laughs> the cable network owned by Turner. Triple uh, A. Uh, is going to be presenting Rey de Reyes, one of the big annual events. Uh, and shows well, announced. That's actually next week. Next Did you ask, let me ask May you this because you're not week, next well, I'll, I'll criticize your booking, okay? Yep. And I know you're not you're you're gonna you're not gonna take the blame for it, you're gonna blame somebody else. But in big shows like this, oh, you've been wait, very wait, 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 wait. The other no 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 let me finish, let me finish. Let's, no, 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 let's back it up, big You know mouth. what I'm gonna say, right? The other day, no, I don't know what you're gonna say, but the other day because I wanna back up to something that you say I never take the the, the I, I'm gonna Because you don't even know what the I'm going to pawn it off on somebody else. Wait a minute. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to, let me, if you didn't, you asked me the other day about that situation with the Rado Kid and Leo Rush, and I told you, point blank, we made a mistake. No passing the buck, no nothing. Well, that's we got nothing to do with this. No, so, well, here's what I'm talking oh, about. Something you're you can... saying that I don't accept blame. No, 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 not for, it's got nothing to do with that. Right. You've been, and in the past, right. okay, you've, uh, your cards have been announced very late. Right. Okay, like some of these big these big cars. It's like well, we don't. It's like two weeks, three weeks. You don't even have a card yet. You've blamed other people for that. Did you right. announce this card? Like, has this card been announced? For, like, it, like is, this was this a well structured a well structured card that was led up and you knew what was going into it? Yes. Because sometimes, okay, all right. yeah. And this this card. So let's hear the card. This card will be like well, uh, this card will be announced Friday. But so when is the, when is the show? Thursday on Saturday next yeah. week. Wait, you guys do it like that? No, no listen. This show, he's he's one week ahead. He thinks yeah, the show's this week. It's, it's next, next week. Okay, yeah. But yeah, but the show, you haven't announced the, the show is in a week. Is that like the Mexican crowds are the like show, that? The show, well, bro. There's no people right now, so the well, show's going to be. Uh, the, we don't have to really give anything because there's no people. So well, this, also, the the show itself just got announced 
today. So yeah. it's not oh, okay. like they, were, you know, the show, yeah. they said, hey, we're doing Wait, this. So they're putting this thing on TV on Space TV in like this short order? Like this, this little notice? Yeah, and it'll do real good ratings. And we'll put it on TV Azteca, which is free over the, like watching NBC. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so let's talk Mexican TV real quick. Right. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about it or seen about it or if it's even buzz, buzzing at all in Mexico, right. but the announcement that Univision, Univision in the United right. States. And Televisa merged. Bought, yes. Uh, if you can't speak Spanish, don't try to announce the things which was the Spanish. Like, it's Univision. All right, just you know they say Univision, like like you've like you've acquired some Spanish, like like you know now. Jesus Christ! <laughs> okay, keep going. So four point three billion dollars, uh, or whatever, it's, it's over four billion dollars. Um, yes. Do you do you think that it might have any repercussions, positive, negative, otherwise, um, on on Lucha Libre? Um, I can almost bet you that they're going to do something with Lucha. And do you think that? I mean. For, for us in the United States, the fact that Univision, Univision uh, has never had Lucha or anything Lucha on Univision right. proper, you know, has been, uh, you know, an interesting thing, right? So it was on Galavision, Galavision, right. right? And that's where, you know, I, that's where I used to watch yeah, AAA. That's where everybody used to watch yeah. it, right? And uh, you know, and then they they got rid of it, and at other times it kind of had CMLL, but that's never really been a, a long term thing. Yeah. I feel like over there. Um, yeah, so it was interesting to me. Also, I can tell you this because I know some people that have had some preliminary talks with people that are interested in this. The fact that now the United States has kind of become, after WWE and maybe even AEW, kind of a niche thing where so many networks have wrestling, mm-hmm. like the Latin companies see that. And they're yeah. like, well, why the fuck isn't there anything for us? Which there isn't. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that, yeah. Part of the hard part has been CMLL has traditionally sold their tapes so cheap, $600 an hour right. to every network that wanted it. And right. the networks haven't been smart enough to know that they're running two-year-old tapes or three-year-old tapes. They're just like, oh, we know Atlantis. We know you know Blue Panther. We know whatever. Well, um, basically, what they also say is we now have a lot of content, too, with a company yeah. that's got 80 years in the business without really figuring out its old fucking tapes. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think one of one of the other interesting things is with Univision really trying to push into the free video on demand space the way that right. 2B and Pluto is. Um, you know, I know that Televisa owns like some of the classic nineties, uh, you know, AAA tapes. So it'll right. be interesting to see if we can end up getting some of that down the road uh, accessible for us, you know, fans in the United States. Plus, they also said that they wanted to be kind of like the new Netflix. So they're going to put a lot of money into, you know, a lot of, you know, yeah. movies and documentaries and shit like that. What? I don't know if you guys talked about it at all before. Uh, I know I wasn't on last week, but right. did you guys talk about that. Nick Nick Khan, uh, WWE president, vice president now, and, and what he had said on the last uh, conference call about their ideas for Mexico and what they thought about Mexico? No. So – uh, you know, we know that obviously in the past they've had their eye on, you know, whether they do an NXT or something in Mexico. But Nick Khan basically said that he sees Mexico as the next big move for WWE because right now there are two smaller companies who run right. Mexico. Right. And, you know, if they just had WWE's production values and vision, they know that they could do so much bigger than ever has been done in Mexico, which I thought was very uh, – insightful to the lack of knowledge of the market that they have right now. Right. Well, that's why 
they came here and they were the first company in the history of Mexican television to have one show on Televisa and one show on Televisión Azteca. And they started really high on the ratings. And then what happened? Huh? It fell off. Right. Oh, yeah. then they came here. And the first two years when WWE was a new kid in town and you could tickets were selling out in minutes. What happened? Yeah. Bro, they don't know. They don't understand. They don't know how to cater to. They can't even fucking they can't even fucking uh, produce a show for the Hispanic market in the United States, much less come to Mexico and do it here. So the guy's just talking straight up shit. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Well, uh, the guy's pretty smart. I'm not saying he's not smart. I'm not saying that's smart. Even a smart guy can go into another country and not understand their fucking culture and what the people want from there. They were here and they didn't do shit. They started off hot on TV. Bro, they were beating us in the ratings, quadrupling us in the ratings. And after about two or three years, we took them over in the ratings. And the house shows, they were killing it everywhere. Am I right or not? Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just thought that uh, I thought that, that was that was interesting. They I mean, did a they did a they did a or should I say Lucha Underground did a WWE special. They did that mass versus mass match with zero buildup out of nowhere. Remember, <laughs> Mystico yeah. versus Mystico, right? Yeah. And yeah. then they have one time a main event here, a Raw, where it was like Jim Ross was in one corner and another announcer was in the other corner. Remember? Yeah. Even just, I mean, they we. We talk about it all the time, or, you know, throughout the years. Like they maybe will do something in a main event that caters to that local audience, and oftentimes they blow it too. Uh, right. Like you know, Great Khali versus Ray in San Diego. Uh, you know, but it's like they kill. They still kill the undercard, or vice versa. You know what I mean? They've, they're never getting that whole show right. They're either getting the main no, night. Not just that. Not just that. You've booked before. Disco's booked before. You've got in your hands. Garza, Rey Mysterio, and Andrade, and you don't know what to do with them. Okay. Point, there's yes. my point right there. Yeah. Boom. Um, Come to Mexico so, and show us how it's done. <laughs> uh, okay. So with uh, with, with uh, Rey de Reyes being on space, um, and you said you mentioned it eventually on TV Azteca, uh, I'm guessing at this point yes. still. Uh, no, there's the going to be some matches live on TV Azteca. And oh, then okay. some. Got yeah. it. Right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, we, as Americans, are still struggling to find our ways to watch AAA, so we're we're hoping that, that all continues to kind of get resolved soon. Um, right. It's really, you know, even I, I I started noticing this last week, and I don't know if it was this way before. But well, now, let me tell, let me tell you something, because you're a you're you're a you know a geek, right? You know what a the the BPN, right? You know the BPN. Oh, yeah, yeah. V- BPN. Yeah, there's a BPN where uh, you could watch the Mexican oh, shows. Yeah. I'm sure you're aware of that. So yeah, yeah we we definitely there are there we have to do proper research at Lucha Central, and so we find ways to watch stuff. But right. um, uh, it makes it hard when we want to share it. Uh, but one of the things I noticed the other day too was that like when when AAA or when Maricela will tweet stuff now. Right. Often the video clips, uh, you can't actually see them. It says this is not available in your in your right. region or whatever. So yeah. uh, that's kind of sucky. Uh, yeah. But anyway. I told you two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago, and yeah. it couldn't have been more than three. They are doing things now to, you know, get that straightened out, fixed, whatever word you want to use. It's awesome. one thou wow out of my hands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No doubt. No doubt. Um, 
So real quick before we get out of here, Joe, I think, uh, you know, we uh, we gave away some action figures uh, a couple weeks ago on the show. Um, not not to piss DI off anymore. But there's another thing going on behind the scenes that I can't really talk about right now. But, oh, <laughs> but they would potentially lead to the original Conan Luchaverse comics being worth more in the future than they are right now. So hmm. I'm going to give you. Would you read a one Conan of, comic book disco? No. One. Uh, really? That's a way to support a friend. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you one regular edition. I can't find the camera. One regular edition book. One limited edition cover. Only 500 of these were printed. To give away to a Patreon member this week. And those who want to get them before they're sold out. Because we are running out. Definitely the limited edition. You know what, bro? One. I'm going to give that as a birthday gift to Disco. Oh, good. that's yes. very nice. Yes. How thoughtful. Uh, get, get them at yeah, Lucha He's going to make you pay for it, Clyde Rock. Like, uh, you know, I'll, like I'll, we did uh, the dinner in Las Vegas. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still upset about that one. Ruben still got heat with me. I got heat with Ruben <laughs> over that one. That was tremendous. Uh, out of line. Anyway, so uh, if you want to give give a couple books away on Patreon this week, Joe, and uh, everyone else can uh, find them at uh, LuchaShop.com. and I'll be back next week. Let's do it. Hopefully, uh, and and I'll try to hopefully have a little bit more information on this uh, Cinco de Mayo Conan. Wow. That uh, we're going to bring everyone. And ask me about Ray the Raid so I can give you some more uh, juicy info next week. Yes, we will do that. All right. right. Well, with that, this segment has been brought to you by Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre, Aero Lucha, Lucha Time, LuchaCentral.com, ExpoLucha.com, LuchaShop.com, E. Does any of that have heat with you, D.I.? All of it. That's great. That's tremendous. You've done your job once again, Kevin. I want to thank you for being on the Mass Republic Minute. <laughs> Boom. See you later. Take care, Kev. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Conan, guess what? What up? Boom. 
If you like baseball, football, basketball, MMA, movie stars, models, and pro wrestling, right? Well, American Icon has the largest inventory of MMA and pro wrestling autographs in the world. UFC, Pride, Bellator, Strikeforce, WWE, AEW, AAA, Impact, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and more. They've got the current stars, your favorite legends, and the stars of the future. Now, you've been to their warehouse, and they have aisles and aisles of huge racks of signed masks, belts, action figures, etc. they got millions of signed pictures. You heard that right. How many do they have going in? Millions. Boom. They literally have millions of pictures. Check out what they have at www.americaniconautographs.com because they're adding new items every week and have hundreds of thousands of items waiting to get be put online. That's americaniconautographs.com. Um, real quick, man, you know, the, he's got everything over there. He just did a photo shoot with a whole bunch of uh, wrestlers from Mexico, the United States, and females from the MMA game that are fired from TJ. We're actually going to put some up on Patreon, and he's got everything. You go in there, he's got helmets and bats and baseballs and pictures of everybody, anybody that you can imagine. He has private signings all the time, uh, so really good guy, and um for the first 50 people that do business with him, you get 20% off. I know Sean did not authorize this, but this is much like what me and Disco did to Kevin when we took Ruben out for his birthday on his credit card. Remember that, D.I.? Yes, absolutely. That was okay. a good piece of business. <laughs> yes, so this is a good piece of business. First 50 people get 20% off. Deal with it, Sean. Icon autographs. Boom. Yo, D.I., what up? Where can we find you marinating, chilling in the cut, under cut, and IG, Snapchat, TikTok, you don't stop, or grinder, boom. Uh, at The Real Disco on Twitter, at Disco Master GG on Instagram and Snapchat, and you can also catch me on Keeping One, uh, Lion's Tigers, Bears, and Disco with uh, Russo that I do that show. It's on the Russo brand uh, on the Realm Network that drops on Friday, and also I do another show with him called Time Out, where we talk about you know, non-wrestling material, and that drops on uh, on Friday on his Patreon. What's his Patreon, Joe? Patreon.com slash RussoTWC. Cool. And, yo, if you happen to see um, uh, um, D.I. over there at a Golden Knights game or buying some tickets for the Las uh, Vegas Raiders season, which I'm sure you will be But we'll not do. Yes. Okay, and if you see him there or you see him over at the Korean barbecue, the sports betting place, you don't just run up to him and start chopping, up, start chopping it up. There's a little protocol and it goes a little something like this. Boom, you hit him up with a compliment, another compliment, and then you can ask him a question. You can talk to him one to three minutes if you put him over. Additional time if you're not annoying and you tell him you've got it like that. At no time will there be any direct eye contact. A $20 handshake gets you an autographed picture another round. If you are drunk and or obnoxious or don't put them over, you will hear this. Take one guy for the front door to back reception. At which point you can tell them, you go, girl, because they're kicking you out or you're getting 86, which is permanent removal. Joe. Yes, sir. Good news. What you got? Hugs and kisses are back on the table, especially for cute transgenders. Mm, very nice. Very nice. Now, this is for gentlemen callers, top as men of you, not in vogue. What's the weather like in Vegas? It's good. It's nice. Good. Well, we might be bringing topless menu back uh, sooner than you think. This is the secret menu, and the hand job of the week is the cherry tapioca. What do you think of that, Joe? It's a favorite. I'm, I'm liking this one. Okay. You can witness Earth. this in 3D or virtual reality. Unfortunately, Joe, the 3D glasses, the VR goggles are not included. This is from 3 to 5 a.m. in the morning, and this is a limited offer. Boom. What do you got, Joe? 
Oh, you can catch me every Monday on the Raven Effect with Raven and Rich Bikini. Uh, you can also check out K100 Rehash coming out every week on this same feed. This week's show featured uh, two controversial former WWE superstars uh, as I look back at our interviews with Enzo Amore and Ryback. So that is on Rehash this week. Like I said, check it out on the same K100 feed. Uh, on the Creative Control Network, Outlaws and Gunslingers, uh, this week features... Part one of their four-part series on Wyatt Earp. So they're going to focus on his early years, his time as a Kansas lawman, and making his way to Tombstone in the famous OK Corral shootout. Disco, will you be checking out the special what? on Wyatt Earp? It's their special on, no. on Wyatt Earp. Didn't you see Tombstone? Uh, yes, but I've seen Tombstone. I don't... Well, that's... that's Tombstone is not, no. Tombstone is a, a fictional version. <laughs> um... Business of the Business, John Paz's show that just joined up with the Creative Control Network, focusing on the business side of pro wrestling. This week features uh, Brian Anderson as his guest. Who? Brian Anderson Who? is the creator of Wrestle Maps. So if you ever want, you know, if you want to know where and when there's wrestling shows all around the world, including Alaska, India, oh anywhere, you check out Wrestle Maps. And uh, John Paz is going to talk you to him there. You should send that to KG since he yeah. likes to travel with other men. For sure, for yeah. sure. Right. <laughs> and he could find out where there's a, a YMCA nearby so he could crash for the night. Uh, an honorable mention was Shane Hagedorn and Jeff Schwartz. Uh, you, you know these guys. They're the Ring of Honor. Uh, historians. They, the, they are the historians. They do the Ring of Honor retrospective. And this show that they review this week, as you know, uh, the topic or the show they discuss gets voted for each week. This week is the Fighting Spirit event. Uh, from April 2007 in Edison, New Jersey. But what stuck out to me is a big-time match between Shane Hagedorn himself defending his top-of-the-class trophy title, defending his championship against Pele Primo. So you got to go ahead. You got to... You know you want to see. You said that was a top match. Yeah, where the top contender trophy being defended by Shane Hagedorn. What was the main event that night? Uh, you know. Yeah, Morishima. Versus Nigel McGuinness. Okay, then if they would have been that top tier, like you said, that would have been the main event, and it wasn't. So. Morishima versus Nigel McGuinness. That probably was very good. Way back playback with Pat McNeil and Jim Valley. Jim is back on the show, uh, and this week they're going to cover some of WrestleMania four, including the rubber match between Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant taking place at the Trump Plaza in Atlantic City. Uh, it also featured Randy Savage working his way through the WWF Championship Tournament. And uh, Brutus Beefcake versus the Honky Tonk Man. Uh, Husey on its Husey Hello has Kevin Brennan on the show. Ooh. Kevin Brennan, stand, stand-up comedian and the host of the Misery Loves Company show. A what? <laughs> Misery Loves Company. I like that. That's a good title. Uh, I heard this gets a little contentious between the two. You act though. like you just heard that for the first time. I've not. I've never heard of it. Either, but I heard this one gets a little contentious, so... If you want to hear uh, a comedian giving Husey shit and uh, cutting cutting down all his jokes, this is the show for you. Uh, eyes up here with so Frank- somebody turned on him on his own show. That's yeah, true. He healed on him. That's, I might listen to that myself. It's been happening to him a lot lately. You know, his guests turning against him. Um, I, I, I wish more <laughs> that would happen on your own show. <laughs> eyes up here with Francine, as you know, co-hosted uh, by Chad of the Two Man Power Trip. This week they welcome Devon Dudley on the show, uh, WB Hall of Famer. Devon Dudley, they're going to talk all about ECW, of course, and Devon's recent health scare, and it caused a lot of changes in his life in the last few months, So, uh, but he's doing he's doing well now, so if you want to hear some old ECW talk up to the present day, check out Eyes Up Here with Francine, and uh, Taskmaster talks with Kevin Sullivan. Uh, last week, 
covered WCW Uncensored 1996. This week is going to cover w- WCW Uncensored 1998. So there you go. You had a uh, main event, Hogan versus Savage in the Steel Cage, the Giant versus Kevin Nash, Sting versus Scott Hall. So it was right in the thick of things with the WCW versus uh, NWO feud. And, of course, Kevin was there uh, as a uh, – would, would you call Kevin the head booker at that time? Or what do you call him? A member of the creative team, or I don't know how do you guys phrase that in like ninety seven, ninety eight. He was the booker. He was the booker. I call him the booker. Yeah. And then Eric oversaw. He was him. the guy you went into because he's that's the guy giving out the finishes. Yeah. And then uh, what? Arm was the producer. Terry Taylor was a producer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, WW Uncensored nineteen ninety eight will be the uh, the show that Kevin discusses this week with John Paz. Also featured uh, Juventud Guerrero versus Conan. But this has to be a typo here, Conan, because it says. Juventud Guerrero defeated Conan in ten minutes twenty one seconds. I don't recall. Good result. I don't it's remember. I don't remember who have ever beaten Conan. This well, the right guy right. went over. This can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is it. Uh, that's the Creative Control Network shows. Check them out at the CC Network One on Twitter. Check me out on Twitter, jfeeny three rd. Uh, check out my Pro Wrestling Tees store, prowrestlingtees.com slash cc with Joe Feeney, and check out all the social media. For keeping it 100 with Conan at K100 Conan on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And that's about it. want to thank our boy Court and our boy uh, um, Chris Masters for being on the show. Um, uh, also want to remind people, if you want to chop it up with me on Twitter, I'm at K-O-N-N-A-N-5150. I'm there and on Facebook. And um, we got our big show coming up real soon, Rey de Reyes. I think the, the card comes out this Friday, so by the... Yeah, it'll come out this Friday. Um, and again, what can I say? During pandemic, you guys keep giving us record numbers and Patreon, so we appreciate it. We've been giving you a lot of extra content, a lot of uh, roundtables, a lot of mailbag questions where they were able to talk with us uh, via video. Yeah, we did and, the, uh, the live mailbag this past weekend, so everybody right. seemed to really enjoy that. Right. And... Um, couldn't have done this without DI, without Joe. Want to thank everybody for spreading the word to friend or foe. Um, keep checking us out, man. Keep those subscriptions up. Thank you for listening to Keeping It 100. Boom. Please help support Keeping It 100 with Conan at the Patreon site at patreon.com slash Conan and Conan.me where you can find exclusive audio clips, full unedited segments, weekly video, listener roundtables, match watch-alongs, live content from shows I attend, and so much more. Please subscribe on your podcast provider and leave a rating and a review. And you can check out t-shirt stores for Conan, Disco Inferno, Master Republic, and myself at ProWrestlingTees.com. If you'd like to send in a question or a song for the GC Seal of Approval, please send them in to K100Questions at gmail.com. The official Keeping It 100 with Conan Facebook is at Facebook.com slash K100Conan, where I'm constantly posting audio clips from the show, YouTube videos, event posters, putting up polls for the show, and so much more. And finally, you can check out the highly successful official Keeping It 100 YouTube channel at Keeping It 100 Official, made by Husey, and which just passed over 1 million views. There's always a plethora of conversation going on over there, and some exclusive content as well. Thank you very much for listening, and check us out every Thursday here on MLW Radio. I've stopped smoking weed. With black people, you didn't let me finish, motherfuckers. God damn.
I'm sorry, black people, to, to break the news so publicly, but I can't smoke with you anymore. Every time I smoke weed with my black friends, all you talk about is your trials and tribulations. I'm sick of that shit. I got my own problems. Nigga, that's a waste of weed. I'm smoking weed to run away from my problems, not take on yours. From now on, I smoke weed exclusively with white people. Calm down, motherfuckers. You win by default. You got good weed conversation. All white people talk about when they get high is other times that they got high. I could listen to that shit all night. Dude, remember at Frank's last week? It's fucking smashed, man. And catalogs everything they drink. Two shots of Jaeger. Tequila. Four bong hits, man. Beer. Cheeseburger. That shit is great. Only bad part is you cannot pass out around white people. Every time white dudes pass out around each other, they always do some borderline gay shit when the guy's asleep. Frank fell asleep, so he like stuck a carrot in his ass and put shaving cream on his balls. Like, why, motherfucker? Why would you do that to a friend of yours? He trusted you enough to sleep around you. You gonna put a carrot in his ass? Is that, is that nice? I tell you right now, if I put a carrot in a black dude's ass, a nigga will kill you when he wakes up for some shit like that. That is an automatic death sentence on the street. It's a rap for you. I'm gonna kill that motherfucker. I thought y'all was friends, baby. What happened? I, I, I fell asleep at his house, right? We was drinking, and I fell asleep at his house, and, and while I was sleeping, right? I'm just gonna kill that motherfucker, all right? That's all you need to know. And fuck carrots. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.